0: Before we get into today's episode, I want to take a second to tell you about Factor. Factor Factor's delicious, ready to eat meals make eating better every day easy. Wherever tomorrow takes you, be ready with pre prepared, chef crafted, and dietitian approved meals delivered right to your door. You'll have over 35 different options a week to choose from, including keto, calorie smart, vegan and veggie, and more. And there's even more to enjoy with over 55 nutrition-packed add-ons that help make your weekly meal planning even more delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and have a feel-good week of meals ready to go. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing 6 to 18 meals per week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. Head to factormeals.com slash stormsound50 and use code stormsound50 to get 50% off your first box and along with two free wellness shots per box while the subscription is active. That's code STORMSOUND50 at factormeals.com slash stormsound50 to get 50% off your first box and two free wellness shots per box while your subscription is active.
1: Hi, listeners. I want to tell you about a cause that I'm involved with at Heritage Radio Network. HRN is celebrating its 15th year... Thank you.
0: Welcome back to We Move Through Stormy Weather, a fish podcast by Storm Sound and Osiris Media. I am very, 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 very excited uh, to be here today for, I believe, episode 29. Uh, This is a very, very special episode. This is the second year in a row that we're doing this. Very, very happy to have uh, two We Move Through Stormy Weather alumni, Brian Brinkman and Justin Bruce, here. Hello. Hi, guys what up and we are here to break down the fish jam of the year 2022 bracket we've got 64 songs that have been uh picked by the community um and we are we're giving you this uh breakdown if you will um it's kind of a preview to um the actual bracket itself which will be voted on over on fish.net on the forum there so Give a little bit of information about that if you're interested in participating. Starting Monday, January 30th, 2023, uh, on the fish.net forum, four matchups each week will be up for vote. Uh, Each voting round lasts from Monday at 10 a.m. Eastern time until the following Monday at 9 a.m. Eastern time. There will be a new thread on the forum for each week's voting thread. More information will be available uh, on how to vote and obviously who to vote for is available on forum there uh, if you would like to get your own copy of the bracket fill it out yourself see what this is all about you can head over to ryanstorm.substack.com uh, there's all the information about how to get involved uh, some statistics about the bracket fun stuff and um, places you can download a printable version on there uh, there there are links to playlists uh, for live fish and fish.in if that's your kind of thing so without further ado who's ready to dive in
2: I am ready. I'm ready. Jinx. That's ready.
0: Good, good, good <laughs> unison. <laughs> Perfect. All right. So obviously um, a good, uh, a very significant moment of 2022 was uh, the whale gag in April. Um, so we decided to go with uh, whale names for each of the regions. Um, shout out also, sorry, I didn't say that in the intro. Shout out to the amazing uh, bracket committee on fish.net. Uh, we have a group of a bunch of people who help put these together every year. Um, you know, people who accept all the seedings and send out the spreadsheets and stuff. Um, you know, amazing group of people. So kudos to them. So we are going to start with the Willie region, which is in the top right. These are the first matchups that are going to be up, uh, starting January 30th. First matchup of the bracket, obviously going to be pretty much a blowout because it's a 116, but we've got the Deer Creek sand at a one seed against the twelve twenty nine, Everything's Right at 16 seed. Um, you know, we're, we're going to talk a little bit about some of these MSG jams, uh, I think, a little bit later. But I feel like this Everything's Right is a little bit under Um, I think it's definitely above 16 level.
3: Yeah, I would have this somewhere around, I don't know, like a 10 or 11 seed. I think it's a really strong Everything's Right in a year that wasn't particularly huge for the song. Uh, Especially after less-
0: 2021.
3: Yeah, not necessarily as strong as 2021, but there were some really great versions. Um, I just, I loved everything that happened on the 29th and 30th of December this past year. This Everything's Right just speaks to the kind of Wallace sound tray, but it's going up against the sand that has a 10 minute sustained, brilliant peak midway through it, um, which will also cause a great deal of controversy later in this conversation. So um, I will just say sand wins this easily
2: sand wins it easily for me as well although if i'm not mistaken and maybe there's just a time lag this everything's right is not even on the jam chart officially at least when i was making my notes it was Have not they put
0: up the msg jam charts already
2: maybe there's a lag i you would know more than <laughs> there I. there might would. be a lag <laughs> however i was struck in the everything's right by some uh, sonic palettes that actually reminded me a little bit of like early 70s electronic Miles Davis. So that's all you need to know. Ooh. It was, it was lovely and I think, yeah, deserved to be a little higher than a 16 seed. But the sand is a monster and I'm sure we'll talk more about it as we go forward.
3: Yes. I just want to say quickly, I just pulled up my list. I had this Everything's Right at uh, number 39 in the year. Um, so I liked it. It was kind of lower on my overall list, but what is that? That makes it probably like a nine or a 10 seed.
2: It makes sense. Yeah.
0: So obviously now, now our first very contentious matchup uh, coming next, we have eight seed, eight, uh, five Ruby waves from Atlantic city up against the nine seed, the seven nineteen Hallies Halley's from the man in Philly. Um, I went with the Ruby waves here. This was a, this was a really coin flip matchup as a lot of eight nines tend to be. Um, I don't know. I just, I just felt that the, the Ruby waves had a little bit more compelling improv to it. I absolutely love this Halley's. This was one of the few moments of the summer that I was able to catch live. Um, and remember really, really enjoying it at the time. I just feel like the, the Ruby has a little bit of an edge over the Hallie's here.
3: So I have these I have Halley's at seven uh excuse me at thirty one on my overall list and I have Ruby waves from eight five at uh number thirty five on my list so I think these are pretty accurately ranked. These are kind of middle of the pack of the year um I don't think you can really go wrong. I went with the Halleys my justification to it is I think the Halleys is incredibly strong within the overall show it has this very lyrical um melodic kind of focus to it within the main jam segment. It was one of those moments that really made you think early on in summer tour proper that we're actually in store for a really, really strong tour. Um, Whereas the Ruby waves, I believe that second set is the best set of the year to me. And this Ruby waves is a really good part of it rather than a jam that stands out. So I ultimately went with the Haley's for significance and where it was placed and the overall melodic kind of direction of the jam.
2: And as far as these two, they were pretty close. Uh, For me, I, I went with the Ruby Waves, but I want to speak to the... Haley's first. Is that a Canadian pronunciation, Ryan, when you say Halley's?
3: He got me to say Halley's as well. It just it just <laughs> happened. I don't know. Okay. I think
2: I just pronounce it wrong. It's okay. <laughs> it's interesting. There's actually a common thread between these two jams in the Haley's. Uh, there's a moment around 11 minutes where Paige is playing electric piano, but he's also layering synths on top. It's kind of like he's doing two things at once, which is really cool. And then in the Ruby Waves, uh, which is, again, the one that I went with, uh, Trey is, like, getting a little peaky, and he kind of turns that into layers, and then he starts soloing over the layers. So Paige and Trey both kind of doing double duty in each of these jams, but I thought that the Ruby Waves ended up peaking harder and was just kind of really went for it. So that's, that's the way I rolled, and also agree, really, really great fish show in Atlantic City on night one.
3: Unbelievable mm-hmm. show.
0: Now we're we're gonna talk about you know set of the year kind of deal uh, a little bit later as some of my my picks for set of the year pop up as well. Um spoiler alert, it's from much earlier in the touring season. Ooh. Ooh. All right. Next matchup we've got the 421 tweezer from MSG up against uh, at a five seed, up against the 12 seed, uh 531 light from Charleston. Um Charleston was a really interesting run in this in in spring tour you know you had these few like really big jams like the simple uh the set your soul free the light and there's not much else it's it's really it's really interesting looking at spring tour also because the alabama run was like really strong like amazing mm-hmm. three shows mm-hmm. and then charleston they kind of went down a level and then deer creek they went down another level in terms of at least in terms of full show construction obviously best jam from that week you know i I mean brian doesn't agree but the one of the best jams from that week for sure is the deer creek sand coming from the last show of the run but (laughs) it's really interesting looking at how in terms of show construction and set construction they kind of went downhill as the run went on um i think this this tweezer takes this matchup for me besides the fact that i was at msg in april um it this is just pure and emotional like it's just a beautiful, beautiful jam. The way that Mike um, initiates the modulation out of that, like, kind of your pet caddy groove into this just, like, soaring and beautiful jam. You've got Paige laying down the whirly. It's just amazing. I wish I wish it would have gone on longer, um, but, you know, I, I had a great time at this show, too. Um, there have been a lot of people on Fish.net kind of ranking this Tweezer as, like, their favorite jam of the year or, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like – top five jam of the year, whatever, I wouldn't go that far. I think it is a little bit overseeded um, here, you know, especially given it, it's, it's only 14 minutes, which obviously quality over quantity in certain cases. But I think at a certain point you have to look at length. And so I, I don't have it going any further than uh, one round.
3: So my, my first upset of the overall tournament is the light here. Um, mm. and, and looking at my rankings, I actually have the tweezer above the light, though not, not by much. I have the tweezer as a 40, as my 40th best jam of the overall year, which puts it in like the 10 or 11 seed uh, range. I have the light as a, as my 49th best jam of the year. When I was listening back doing an AB test on these though, the light just feels a bit more organic. It feels like they find this direction that they just keep pushing on. Um. I kind of love how Trey just refuses to go into passing through, (laughs) even though Mike is begging him to. Um, And they they wouldn't go into it for another couple of shows, but um, uh, I I love that. And then it goes into Mountains in the Mist. I think the tweezer's good. I think it's kind of one of those things, though, that they lock into a really nice segment, this kind of faux pet cat. But if it's not going to do anything beyond that, if it's not going to challenge that idea, and one of the, you know, we're going to talk about this with the bigger jams of the year. When Fish doesn't challenge kind of a segment of music that they find and figure out whatever's next, I find I go back to it as like a nice musical moment, but it doesn't do anything for me beyond that. And so I felt like because the light has a bit more challenging elements to it, while also really being beautiful and really pushing itself forward, it was an easy win for me to go into the next round, even though it's not going to go any further than that.
2: And these jams for me were both pretty similar uh, in spite of their five and 12 seeds. But yeah, have to mention how in the Charleston light, Mike is begging to go into passing through and I know Trey heard it. He's a musician. He, I I know that he was aware of what Mike wanted, but he was not having it. Uh, Mm -hmm. But for me, uh, I ultimately ended up going with the, Tweezer, Uh, I really like how Mike played a role in the jam. And even though it doesn't get into, you know, insanely hooked up territory, I like how Mike pivots the jam after the seven minute mark and how sublime it is, you know, the your pet cat touches are nice. It's just a really pretty jam. And uh, I like how economic it is and how Trey kind of rides his sustain to sort of bring it home. So I scored Mm -hmm. the tweezer a little higher than the light.
0: Yeah, I don't think they've played your pet cat as many times as they did in 2022 without actually <laughs> playing it, <laughs> it was everywhere. Next matchup, we've got the 724 Hartford Sigma Oasis at a four seed up against the 730 Set Your Soul Free at a 13 seed. This was an easy, easy matchup for me. I absolutely love the Hartford show. Yes, the fourth quarter might be not that strong. It has some of the best jamming of the year. Um, you know, We'll get to, obviously, the best one. little bit later um it's ranked a little higher but i love this sigma oasis i may take it over its atlantic city counterpart uh to be my favorite version of the song um i think it gets it gets a little bit more done in a little bit less time which is again where the quality over quantity discussion comes into play but i love this jam i have it advancing a couple of rounds and eventually losing to the deer creek sand
3: Yeah, I've got the Sigma winning really easily here. I think that the Set Your Soul Free is quite good. I have it on my overall top 64. Uh, It's 55, so it's fairly accurately ranked here. Um, The Sigma Oasis, though, I went back and listened to this in preparation for this matchup, and I was just blown away. It's a a jam, to your point. I don't think a lot of people are talking about it. Um, The AC one was so bombastic, so big. This one proceeds. This one's stuck in the middle of a very blah set list and set one. Um, Although you've got a really good breath and burning a few songs earlier, but this whole show is all about that third quarter. And so I think that this gets overlooked in the same way that the blaze on from 1230, 2019 did you got that big tweezer, the kickoff set two. set one has this beautiful 17 minute blaze on that. Just nobody talks about as a result of it. So I've got this Sigma going to the round of 16, similar to you losing to the deer Creek sand there.
2: And this is my first big upset of uh, this particular bracket. Goodness. I scored I scored all of the jams that I listened to on like a one to 10 scale. And I had the Sigma as a seven. Uh, Mike is doing great. Low end melodic work uh, it organically kind of grows. It's happy. It's upbeat. Thanks to Trey. I had it as a seven, whereas the set your soul free was a seven and a half for me. I just kind of thought it was busier, uh, but in a good way. And that, Everyone's kind of meshing together, uh, gels for a nice finish with that great segue into llama. And it was just a little darker, uh, kind of a little more exploratory, uh, for me, but with page and fish kind of balancing things out with a little bit of lightness. So, uh, for me, it was a 13 seed taking the four seed. So I went set your soul free. Interesting.
3: Like in Morehead state beating Michigan or something like that. My goodness. It always happens. Always There's at happens. Least one or two upsets. There's always one or two sports joke. Yeah, I <laughs> hey, we're doing a bracket here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. If, if anybody listening couldn't tell, Justin has a much more meticulous ranking system than Brian and I do. I think we, we just have, we have a top 64 here, Brian, you may have more than 64, but Justin, it it, it always impresses me the, the
2: level of detail that you come at this with. It always impresses me that I'm talking to, and I say this out of love, but I'm talking to two fish rainmen who can remember everything, <laughs> who can cite dates. I f- vaguely recall that I had breakfast earlier this morning, so if I don't write it down and have a system in place, you you had breakfast in the middle of the night, man. Don't don't. Well, kid that's probably that's <laughs> probably why I've got to write it down because of my wonky schedule. But the is uh, going rate,
3: on like. 1,300 straight days without making a wrongful weather forecast, so we've got to give him something here, all right?
2: Right. That whole, I'm wrong, but I still get paid, I'm not wrong. Who's
0: the only wrong? the only correct meteorologist in the world. Well, right. Yeah,
3: right. Right here we're on, we're on this fish podcast. Right
2: so <laughs> there we go.
0: <laughs> Next matchup, we've got the Atlantic City disease from August 5th at a six seed up against the Alabama Sigma Oasis at an 11 seed. Um, Friend of the pod, Megan Gliona, has this disease as her favorite jam of the year. Um, she was very excited the other day when I was listening to it. Um, I love this disease. It was it, I love this disease. It was a lot better than I remembered it being um, when I went back to it, filling out this bracket. I was kind of like, whoa. Like, you know, I, I knew this set and this show was incredible. But wow, like this disease, you know, I didn't remember it being 20 minutes either. I thought it was like 16 or 17. So – Really, really phenomenal jam uh, blown away here. Obviously, I wish it had a a better matchup in the second round. Um, Unfortunately, it does not and will not be making it further than, you know, one round here. But, wow, excellent jam. Um, Great Sigma here. Um, I'm going to keep talking about the 2001 tees from Fish in this jam that um, is not noted. Uh, But it's there. And this was the beginning of Sigma's big run of 2022. Uh, You know, second jammed out version after it got jammed out at Dick's in 21 and then, you know, didn't get jammed out again for a while. So love this jam. Still absolutely phenomenal. But this disease is excellent.
3: Yeah, this disease is... Um... There's a lot that's wrong with the seating of this bracket. I just want to make that clear from the start of this podcast.
2: It's almost like a large group of people like voted and and you it, know came up with like so so results.
3: It it makes you it realize happens. that democracy is beautiful and terrible all at the same time because you have to take <laughs> everyone's opinion. And most people all together, their opinion is wrong.
0: We're lucky that we're not talking about the goose bracket right now, because I think you have stronger opinions about those seeds in certain spots.
3: When you leave one of the five best jams of the year off of the bracket, (laughs) like, all right. Um, So here's the thing. I have this disease as the sixth best jam of the year. I think that this is a two seed, no less. This, This should be the kind of jam that is making it to the round of eight, if not the final round you're absolutely right we're going to talk about in the next matchup because of where it goes in the next round this is not going to advance for me but i think this is a brilliant jam i also have the um sigma oasis from 528 as the 30th jam of the year for me which puts it around a six seven seat so these two jams to me as i'm listening to them um they should be much higher they shouldn't be matching up in round one it's a true shame that the sigma oasis is losing What a huge moment early on in summer tour, spring tour, if you will. Second night of tour, they play this really cool set one the night before or set two the night before. They come out they play a near 20-minute Sigma Oasis. Like every one of us was sky high at that point in time about 2022 Fish. This disease, it's the anchor of the best set of the year for me. I'll just keep saying that as these jams keep coming up. There's this just total- The best set of the
0: year does have a huge disease in it. I'm not going to refute that.
3: Oh, I know what you're talking about. Okay, yeah, because yeah. yeah. I was I was gonna say banger. No, um, but no, I'll just say that there was a mo- I webcasted these shows, and w- my my wife and I were watching them in our living room. Kids were all asleep. Television was louder than it should be at ten o'clock at night, but like the camera just zones in about halfway back of the of the beach and the lights are in those they were doing that the bars of of led lights and it was that whole effect Karota had where it just would start in the center would just like you know flicker off to the outsides of it such a cool effect looked so incredible right as the band falls into the sweet emotion um or no what was it uh
2: midnight rider midnight rider Yeah, That's it's right. midnight Thank rider you.
3: the midnight rider uh tease and trey nails it and it's slow and it's eerie and it's gooey and i was just like this is it right here so huge bastardization to have this jam this low i'm apologizing to everyone's ears out there who decided that this was not one of the eight best (laughs) jams of the year but we got to deal with the bracket that we're given
2: and this is an instance where i'll say i think this is kind of appropriately ranked uh but i i do agree I really like this jam because, you know, we've we've got all the 4.0 tones and sounds and textures going on sometimes, and I did appreciate how galvanizing that Midnight Rider kind of theme was. It sort of gave the jam some direction at the tail end, uh, but there are times where personally, like in my weird little fish brain where I think, okay, it's like, a tiny little bit of a crutch when we stumble upon some kind of like theme or melody. That's not our own. Uh, but it really kind of did this jam a favor and, and brought it home, uh, before it simmered down. So yeah, disease for me, uh, all the way. And it was fairly easy that choice.
0: Next up. Um, I'm gonna let, I'm gonna let Brian, Go first on this matchup because I know this is a, this is a big this is a big jam for you. We've got it, a three seed, the Orange Beach Tweezer from uh, May 29th up against the Split Open and Melt from Mexico at a 14 seed. Take it away.
3: So I've got these. The Tweezer is my number four jam of the year. I've got it as a number one seed, and I've got the Split Open and Melt from Mexico as a number 16 seed. It's my number 61 jam of the year. I, I love this melt. I, I'm, I'm of the mindset that you can't really – play a bad melt in late 3.0 4.0 just with all the tones and sounds that the band brings forth but the best ones just seem to go that much further and i don't think we got a true melt experience here in 2022 but this tweezer man it's dissonance it's noise it's weird it's dark uh it kind of terrifies me at times it's my favorite moment from the spring tour Uh, And I think it's one of the strongest jams of the year. It's held up for me on multiple listens. Um, This is going to go far for me in my own personal bracket. I don't know how far it's going to go for the larger community because of a few matchups I can foresee. But um, I had this, you know, being one of those, a three versus a 14 seed. This is like Kentucky winning like 75 to 37 type of thing where you're just like, it wasn't even a game. They're going on to the second
2: round. And I had this uh, tweezer scored, um, just my personal scores, as the second best jam of this bracket. I, I gave it an eight out of 10, whereas uh, the melt was just a four out of 10. So it was an easy decision. Love all the dark. Uh, tones and sounds and layers. Anytime Mike's drill makes an appearance, that's usually a great sign for me. Uh, so yeah, it was it was fairly easy. And if I was in charge of seeding, I probably would have had this as the two seed in this bracket. So for me, this uh, Orange Beach tweezers is, is going to go a few more rounds. Yeah,
0: I, I love this tweezer. I remember being blown away by it last spring when they played it. Um, absolutely phenomenal I do really really like this melt too you know really interesting placement for this song too because this was the Sunday night of Mexico during the first set which means it was in broad daylight um you know and it's always interesting when yeah, it's you're on a when you're on a beach the sun's shining you know and then then they rip a jam like this um you know crazy stuff really excellent melt as you said Brian it's hard for them to play a bad melt nowadays with all the all the all the tools in their, in their arsenal right now. But, yeah, this tweezer is a juggernaut, um, you know, demented space a la uh, end of the Chula Piper a little bit uh, getting in here. So, yeah, phenomenal. This one will go to um, the Elite Eight for me before losing to the sand. I know you have it a little further, but we'll, we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. Uh, next up, we've got a 710 matchup. We've got the simple from 423 at a seven seed, up against the wave of hope from June 4th at a 10 seed. The simple does include the egg in a hole um, because we on the committee have ruled that that was not a full performance of the song, contrary to what is displayed on live fish, or I don't know what fish.net has noted as right now, um, but we view it as, a, as an egg in a hole jam quote thing uh inside the greater simple jam so that is included i would agree Um, with that yeah yeah and i i love this simple you know at the show i think that this this gave the show the boost it needed you know it it opened nicely we had a we had a mike's groove you know but it, it was a little slow in the beginning the simple was pretty slow but fishman you know fish really really pushes the pace in this jam um starts picking up and then they get into the darkness and you know the egg in a hole is just so fun, but yeah, I love this jam. Um, wave of hope again, j- much like the the Alabama Sigma Oasis. This was this was the coming out party for Wave of Hope. This was the first big jam version um, being paired with. I think it was being paired with the Yem uh, in this set. Um, you know, also a great jam, but I just think the the simple gets the edge here.
2: Yeah, and I had the wave of hope kind of riding the heels of the you enjoy myself and the post vocal jam. Jam, uh, upbeat, Pete can't complain about it. I ultimately went with a wave of hope over Ooh. the simple. Uh, neither of these were were all that high relative to the other jams in this bracket. Only thing I want to say about the simple egg and a whole simple is, uh, until Mike started you know vocalizing, we've got a simple deep into the jam. It's a perfect matchup to go into egg and a hole. Egg and a hole, it's like has a has a great uncle, and that great uncle is the song simple. Like there's definitely a little bit of uh similarity going on there.
3: So I'm looking at my list here and I, I agree with my decision on the bracket, but it is interesting to me. I have this simple ranked as the 18th best jam of the overall year. I have this wave of hope as, um, where is it? The 29th best, uh, jam of the overall year. Um, I went with wave of hope though. And my rationale for it is twofold. One, I think you're absolutely right, Ryan. From a simple standpoint, the way that it changes the course of that overall show. I thought it was a really good start. You had Fluffhead, Mike's Groove, and then you get this simple later. Oh yeah, it was Fluffhead opener. it Was a Fluffhead <laughs> opener. It was just it was it was a great closing night to the overall run. um You know, the faux New Year's Day show. There's always an interesting chemistry around that type of show. We're going to get to a jam from that show later that I have going very, very far in this overall uh, bracket. The one thing I hold against the simple though is I think that them finding Egg in a Hole here created this crutch out of these sci-fi soldier songs that was not my favorite part of this year. Reminded me in a lot of cases of the way that they utilized Martian Monster or the birds in the mid 2010s where it was like, we don't know what to play. We're kind of vamping here. Let's go into this song. And personally, as a listener, I'd rather them just challenge themselves and push themselves further within the improvisation. So it's a me thing. A lot of people might disagree with that. I'm sure in the room, once I went into egg in a hole and everyone was going crazy, it was an amazing moment. Um, But I have it losing to the wave of hope because the way that wave of hope at this moment transforms itself it becomes the song of the year to me and from here we're going to get some of the best jams of 2022 some of the most forward-thinking ideas in the same way that mercury set your soul free uh everything's right proved themselves in years past where the band would play rest these... in peace mercury rest in peace mercury i don't even think they know how to play it anymore it's ridiculous um but you know the way that those songs really took the themes of the year that they were really excelling in and push the, those ideas forward, plus pushing that song forward. Uh, a wave of hope did that this year, and it all starts with this version.
0: Hell yeah! Very, very well said. We've got we've got a, a big one coming up in a couple of matchups, but right now okay. we've got the final matchup of the Willy region. We've got the uh, 421 Chalk Dust Torture at a 15 seed up against the Blossom Free at a two seed. Obviously, this is this is no contest. Um, it's a, it's a good chalk dust, solid, upbeat, major key jam, but this free, amazing. I love the the decision to extend and jam out the end of the song instead of the jam section, which is really cool. You know, obviously if I were in attendance or webcasting the way that they kind of truncated the middle section, I would have been kind of like, ah, like we're, it's going to be one of these again where, you know, we're going through a bunch of songs, but then the ending they get into, wow, just, you know, this is 25 minutes. Um, Really, really phenomenal stuff around the 20 or 22 minute Mark ish. They get into kind of like a, a jam that really sounds just like a, a type one Mike song jam, which is mm-hmm. really cool um, for them to stumble upon in the middle of this. Um, but yeah, I know. I, I, I love this free.
3: This is no contest for me. Um, I have the free as a three seed in my bracket. It's the 11th best jam of the year, according to my ears. I don't have this Choctus torture anywhere near my bracket. It's a nice jam, but like they can't play Dust torture. They literally cannot play Dust torture. And I know that people can make the argument that, well, it's about the jam. It's not about the song. And hey, dude, aren't you like a giant 2.0 fan? Yes, yes. All of these things are true. I understand you can just <laughs> jump to the jam. I get that. I understand. But if we're talking about an era where the band does typically play their songs right and we, we're, we're talking about a, a, a jam vehicle like Choctus Torture that has had so many just monumental jams over the last decade and a half. I can't see this version making it anywhere near the bracket. That's me personally. The free though, on the other hand, we're talking about one of the most reliable fish songs that had this weird reawakening in 2022 that I don't think anyone would have predicted. Even the non jammed out versions, uh, orange beach, Atlantic city immediately. I, come I'd behind. say,
0: I'd say orange beach counts as a jammed out version. It, it's Probably. shorter,
3: but yeah. Wow. <laughs> it's like a type 1.5 type of thing, but like, yeah, nothing like this. I mean, we God. haven't had a free like this since literally fall of 1995. I mean, it was just, it was insane.
0: We haven't had a free like this since the fall of 2021. Are you forgetting? Chula? Oh, excuse me.
3: You're right. There was a Chula Vista jammed out version. You, that you was were,
0: come on. I was there. I was there. You were the like last the fifth... person I would expect to forget about. Chula. Yeah.
3: It's like the fifth best jam of an amazing show. So it just, <laughs> but like we haven't had a 20 plus minute. Yes. Near 30 minute jam since, uh, uh, Landover 95. It just, yes. it's, 11, it's 22. not something that this song does. and, you know, in listening back to this, that blossom set second set is incredibly sloppy. So I'm in slightly contradicting myself, but there's enough here to outweigh it. And this this free will go uh, to the to the round of 16 for me.
2: Okay. I do wanna say that I actually had this uh, 15-2 seed as a really challenging pick, which probably says more about me. Like I I honestly scored the 421 Chalk Dust as a 7.5 and I ended up scoring uh, the uh, August 2nd free also as a 7.5. I know 15 seed versus a 2 seed. Maybe it's just in my brain, but I really loved uh, the Chalk Dust. Just how effortless, how uplifting. I love Paige's cozy electric piano. Trey gets a little pokey with his peaks. Paige is on piano. It just sounds classic and effortless. And the segue to Tweezer uh, is just buttery uh, for the icing on the cake for CDT. Uh, that said, I did ultimately end up going with the free. Um, just a lot happening and just uh, almost, you know, too much too much to, uh, to turn down. Um, So without getting too verbose, I rolled with the free, but I think the chalk dust is really underrated here. And then for my big pick, uh, I did go with the sand. I'm sure we'll talk more about that uh, in a bit, but I just, you know, sometimes long fish jams are good because they're long. I thought this was a great fish jam that had some length to it. Uh, so that's why I, I rolled with the sand. Ultimately, the number one seed prevailed for me out of this Willie bracket, as it were. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I, I have the sand uh, hitting my final four as well. I know, you know, Brian's going to be the one with the dissenting opinions, I think, in a mm-hmm. lot of different spots of this bracket. But you have something different.
3: I have the Orange Beach tweezer. I I, I squared it this way. I think when, when you match up those two jams against each other, the sand does something that fish used to do incredibly well. And while I love to see them still do it today, I don't think it's their strongest suit. And that is a sustained peak. There's this like 10 minute segment of this jam from about 18 minutes to 28 minutes where they're just peaking. And the whole entire jam segment is a peak. And it's amazing. And like, when you go back and you listen to it and to hear these guys in their late fifties jam with that kind of intensity, it's incredible to hear. It's also something that like, to me, the, the best era of fish doing that was 94 to 2000 with the caveat of like the, the SPAC Piper from 2004. Um, so to me, you compare that against the tweezer where the last six minutes is this wall of sound death spiral, just like you're, you're overwhelmingly cascaded with sound and effects. That, to me, is where Fish is at their strongest right now. They have the tools. They have the know-how to play in this very nuanced style. It fits their overall pacing. To me, there's nothing like the 529 Tweezer this year. It's a very unique jam, um, and I just had it eking out. It'd be one of those classic Elite Eight matchups where you're just like, you know, you're Duke, Kentucky, where it's just back and forth, and it's just like dudes are you know, laying out on the court and, and, and last second shots are sending us to overtime. And then we're going even further. We're going to another overtime. Like it would be an intense matchup. I love both these jams, but for me, it's the tweezer.
0: I'm now remembering we had these, I, I'm pretty sure you guys were dropping all these sports analogies in last year's episode too, but.
3: Well, look, I'm going to say if you, it, if, it's if, gonna if, happen. If we're trying to find the best jam of the year, we are combining sports with yeah. fish.
0: it is, it is a bracket, as you said. All right, moving on to the Monstro region here. We've got the one seed Hartford, A Wave of Hope, up against a 16 seed, the Dix Walls of the Cave from September 3rd. I just want to say that I think this Walls of the Cave is underseeded. I love this jam. Uh, Really, really aggressive. Um, You know, I love that we've gotten a couple of jammed out Walls of the Caves this year or last year. Um, You know, I think the song has definitely gotten a little bit stale um over the course of 3.0 kind of like okay it's 10 minutes close the set whatever there are a few extra mustardy versions um but outside of that there hasn't been anything interesting so seeing them start to jam it out again is excellent um you know they get into a great space here but man this wave of hope this is my number three overall for the whole year um you know I mentioned before how much I love the Hartford show and this is this is this is the centerpiece of it you know this is we were talking about a lot leading up to this you know the the clean tray jams versus the like the very effects laden jams and this is one of those where it's like you get into that grime into all these effects but with Fishman just aggressively pushing too which is one of my favorite jam spaces that they've really developed over the last couple of years you know you get page leaning into the synths and Trey leaning into the synths and the delays and the stuff and fish is just pushing the pace and so th- this jam is just incredible, and the return to the song is not bad—not
2: at all. There were there were a lot of like pretty solid returns to the proper song forms from from Trey this year, which I feel like we need to acknowledge because that was not the case often last I, year. I do
0: feel like though, for every really well executed return to the song, there was at least one
2: really bad. It turns out that Ghost is just impossible to return to. I'm not even thinking of a specific version, but it's always awkward and a little clunky when we're getting back into Ghost. But yeah, he pulls it off in the Wave of Hope. Uh, Two things about the Hartford Wave of Hope that jumped out to me. Uh, I like that Paige is doing a little bit of Ham and B3 work Mm -hmm. in this jam around Mm -hmm. 12 minutes. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's something we didn't necessarily catch like a ton of in 2022. I really enjoy how Mike would occasionally like ascend into this echoey upper register kind of playing. And I think that really adds a a bit of a mood. And uh, I guess a third thing uh, to echo what Ryan was saying was that Fish is just pushing things forward and Trey at the end of the jam, just kind of like um, uh, escapes or steps out in front of this like maelstrom. It's just noisy, but then he's able to get out of, out in front of it so it becomes more than just a noise jam and yeah for me this hartford wave of hope uh, the strongest jam and definitely deserves the one seat in this monstro bracket is monstro the whale from pinocchio i'm gonna Maybe. put you guys on the spot
1: i think so <laughs>
3: <laughs> i'm
1: blanking on this Monstro whale.
0: yes the fourth and final antagonist of disney's 1940 animated feature film pinocchio a gigantic sperm whale infamous for swallowing anything in his path, much like this Hartford wave of hope.
2: It's There there you go.
3: It's a very, very good point and good call. Good Disney plus call out there. uh, Justin, I know that uh, you're probably on there early in the mornings, just like I am when, when my kids are awake and I need coffee.
2: Got that. It's in, it's in my wheelhouse (laughs) with a four and a seven year old. I'll tell you, we should, we should do a bracket about Disney
3: plus uh, movies (laughs) and shows. um this this wave of hope is is the monster of this side of the the bracket for me this is my number two jam of the overall year um the segment around 15 minutes to 17 minutes you know you talk about the clean plane of trey in certain jams you talk about the effects and in playing in other jams, this jam has both of those in one spot. He's on that synth pedal, but he's playing this very, very intentional, clear melody that sounds like Brian Eno. It's, it's, it's like he lifted something out of another green world in the same way that um, they did during the MSG Tweezer from from 2019. It's beautiful. I remember listening to it the night of the show and just being like. You know because that weekend is so strong the bethel hartford weekend and then i remember listening to it the next morning on a run and just kind of having to stop and just taking it all in it's one of my favorite m- couple of minutes of music that fish played in all of 2022 and uh i have this wave of hope going all the way to the championship game it's it's an unbelievable uh uh jam it's it's a huge testament to where the band is at um I don't want to overshadow the walls of the cave though, because I think I forget who said it, but one of you guys mentioned it seems Mm underseeded. I have it as a 13 seed. So, you know, not, not like one of the greatest jams of the year, but I definitely think that it could have an opportunity against a weaker four seed, if you will. It's a really natural jam. Uh, nine, three was one of my favorite shows I saw in 2022. This capitalizes on a very strong first quarter of the show. And really showcases a lot of the brilliance that's going to come with the way that the band is going to approach improv in the second set of the show. Not something that's ever going to challenge this wave of hope, but a good a good jam uh, all, all to its own.
0: Mm-hmm. Next up, we've got the eight nine matchup. We've got the twelve twenty nine Ruby Waves at the eight seed, and the eight two cents at a nine seed. Um, this one wasn't particularly difficult for me. I went with the. Uh, Ruby waves. I really, really like that 1229 second set as well as the 1230 second set. Um, just some really, really great um jamming. You know, this 1229 Ruby waves, you get into it. They're they're getting into that again. The fish pushing pushing the pace. Trey was really laying into um this jam as well and this, you know, brief heartbreaker tease, um, which was a lot of fun. So yeah, love this jam
3: yeah this is one of those weird seeding matchups here for me I have this ruby waves as the number 10 jam of the year uh oh. which would make it a two seed uh or a three seed in my bracket um and I have this uh sense little sounds as the number 54 jam of the year which makes it somewhere around a 14 seed I don't think it's really close here the ruby waves it's wall sound shoegaze Trey playing one of my favorite newish fish songs. Uh Ruby Waves bats like 850. It's just it's stunning what this song does. Every time it comes out, it's just an amazing version. The sense and subtle sounds similar to the chalk Dust that we were talking about in the previous region. They can't play the song. They don't know how to play the song in this in this jam or this this version. And it just I, i'm not going to put that on and sit through four minutes of the band not knowing how to play sense and settle sounds i don't know if they couldn't hear each other on stage at the blossom show but there was some weird stuff going on with the sound um trey looked very angry at john fishman midway through this second set Ooh. i think he made a couple of mistakes during esther um, it? 1995 it just ultimately it, it looked like that he, <laughs> he gave him this look if you watch the webcast there's like a clear moment that hey what the hell are you doing guys but um I don't I don't know this this Ruby waves moves on very very easily
2: yeah same for me Ruby waves all the way uh, I I really like how Paige is working the clav in the middle of this jam which I feel like you know he's he's got a lot of other toys in the toy box so that's kind of nice to hear um, and it was a nice kind of return back into quasi Ruby waves territory to finish this jam. Uh, I also like how this jam starts pretty noisy, kind of in that 4.0 industrial way. Uh, but, uh, there's like some melody going on. So we're not just committed to the noise. We're using the noise as a vehicle to, to get somewhere. So yeah, for me, it was, it was a Ruby waves and it was fairly straightforward.
0: Mm -hmm. Next matchup, we've got the 226 Set Your Soul Free at a 5 seed up against the 1230 Golden Age at a 12 seed. I love the Set Your Soul. You know, there's five of them in the bracket. Uh, that and Tweezer are the songs with the with the most entries in this bracket. But th- this this starts off one of my favorite sets of the year as well. You know, we've got the Set Your Soul. You've got the Cross-Eyed. You've got the Simple. Really, really phenomenal set from Mexico. Um, and another awesome show. Um I really love this jam again. That that industrial sound that you just mentioned, uh, Justin, is all over this one. You've got that like, I don't know, like machine beepy thing that I think Mike does. I I can never remember if it's Mike or Page, um, but this is great. I have it uh, losing to the wave of hope after beating the four seed that we will talk about in the next match.
2: That's funny because I actually in my notes about this uh, Mexico set your soul free. Uh, have mention of some boop boop beep beep tones. I thought they were coming from Trey, but as I, <laughs> I dig on those as well, it's someone uh, I ended up ended up going up with the uh, the upset. These jams were were kind of the same quality as far as I could tell uh, to my ears, but I rolled with the the golden age. um I am guilty of being obsessed with uh, Freddie King's song San Jose, and Trey is obsessed with San Jose. Yes, it just has he. <laughs> Using it for so literally decades now that it's just when he doesn't know what to do, it's just like a Trey lick. It might as well be original to him at this (laughs) point in time, but there's a little San Jose action around eight minutes. This is a peaceful golden age. Mike gets a little industrial, but not like heavy. Uh, And this is actually the song, Brian, where I texted you and at 13 minutes and 20 seconds, our boy Trey. Uh, gives a nod to Panda Bear's Comfy and Nautica from what is that uh person, person pitch? pitch the 2007 Panda Bear Absolutely. album. Uh, so I heard that and just right away I got really indie music geeked out. And uh, yeah, I, I I thought it was fun. And then Fish kind of drives things home. We kind of flirt with the vicinity of peaks instead of just like fully frothing over, which sometimes if it's not executed well it can be a little trite. So. Same quality, but golden age for me.
3: So I have this "Set Your Soul Free" winning quite easily, and winning uh, going until the round of sixteen. Um, as you guys noted, the industrial approach is something that uh, we're going to talk about it here more. It's really kind of my sweet spot for where Fish is at in uh, in twenty twenty two, and where I hear the best music that they play the back-to-back run of 225, 226, where you have just monumental jams, great song selection, excellent flow. Those two shows are two of the best shows of the overall year. They kind of feel like a package deal to me um, in the same sort of manner that 1229 and 1230 do on the flip side towards the back end of the year. Um, But ultimately like the last six or seven minutes are so demented of the Set Your Soul Free that I just can't get enough of it. I wanna admit a brief oversight. The 1230 Golden cool. Age did not make my bracket. My rationale for that is similar to my rationale for anything from eight five set two that did not make the bracket, meaning that these are such strong sets that I think of them as complete sets rather than sets with individual jams. That said, there are is, there is a 1230 jam that makes my bracket. We'll get into that. Um, I think actually two of them, but I think everything Justin said is dead on. This is a really beautiful golden age. At some point during this, I was texting with a couple of buddies, and they were deep in the golden age after playing a 20-minute No Man and No Man's Land. And I was like, I think we're in for a really good set of fish right now. They just yeah. it was one of those moments where, like, it didn't matter what song they were playing, they just found themselves in a jamming space. So I just want to highlight that. I don't have the golden age winning. I don't even have it on my bracket. That's me. I'm wrong. I'll admit it but it's a really good jam.
0: <laughs> it is. Next matchup, we've got the 724 song I heard the ocean sing at a four seed up against the 422 Fuego at a 13 seed. This was a, you know, we're t- I think we were talking about this yesterday. Um, this was a great year for Fuego. 2022 was a great year for Fuego. A couple of, couple of good versions, you know, especially when there haven't been as many noteworthy versions of Fuego in years. Um, you know, they've been few and far between. But this song i heard the ocean sing again following up that wave of hope from hartford you know you get into this jam and man it's just it's like excellent you know it's for for lack of you know really elaborate explanation it's just a really 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 good jam i I love it
2: it's really really good and it feels like a little sedate a little chill uh on the heels of the hartford wave of hope but then there's an inflection point around 10 minutes and it ends up kind of surprisingly in like some clean, upbeat space for the last several minutes. So, yeah, I went Song I Heard the Ocean Sing. I will say, I, and I listened to everything on the jam chart, like through the year, just took, took notes. And I listened to the, to the Fuego and I was like, eh, I didn't, I didn't even write anything down or score it. So for me, this was a Song I Heard the Ocean Sing all the way
3: yeah I, I ultimately went with song i heard the ocean sing here i thought that this was a really strong fuego this I, to your point ryan i think that this is the best year that fuego has had since 2014. Mm-hmm. um it's the most jams that made the jam chart since 2014 but also just in terms of the ideas that were coming out of this song consistently used to be so surprised when you heard a good fuego um and you'd go years you know there's a great version from the forum And then they don't play another great version until banger the next summer. Before that, it was jam filled night. Um, Before that, it was, there was a really great version from Mexico, but you know, it, it it was, it was few and far between 2015 has barely, Yeah, they were playing it a lot. They were playing a lot and they didn't have a lot of meat on it. 2014 has this really great stretch of July 4th, July 8th, July 30th that are all stunning, diverse, unique versions of the song. Ultimately, though, it does not overcome the song I heard the ocean sing, which both in terms of the way that it jams and the diversity of the jamming and also its position coming out of that wave of hope where you thought they needed a cool down song, but instead they ramp it up and they play a near 20 minute jam that's just as creative in a completely different way. That's just a sign of fish being completely on.
0: Next up, we've got the seven thirty-one Tweezer at a six seed up against the eight twelve Moma at an eleven seed. I've got the upset here. Um, I really what? love. I really love this Moma a lot. Um, this Tweezer seemed a little bit more unremarkable to me when when compared, especially with the other Tweezers on the bracket. Um, I may be in the minority here, but I I really really love what they do with this Moma uh, and how they bring it back nice and clean at the end. Um, yeah, that's what I got.
2: Uh, the the two things that stood out to me about this tweezer, which is what I picked ultimately from MPP, was Mike and Trey kind of stumble upon organically this all along the watchtower vibe. Yes, uh, I doubt yeah. it's noted, but like you can yeah. hear it, you can feel it. It's great. Just a little minor minor key kind of descending uh, vibe. It's nice. It's a peaceful mid jam, and then it gets a little like arhythmic uh, to finish. Uh, and it reminded me of Summer '95. Uh, a little ah. bit as far as a 4.0 perspective on what happened so many so many years ago and the segue into wingsuits really nice so yeah for me it was the tweezer even though as you mentioned uh, you know there are many other better tweezers from the year but i like this one
3: yeah it's tweezer all the way for me um this may be attendance unbiased but um you know the moment dance is a nice moment it uh, it was i thought one of the few exciting moments of the entire alpine valley run um great to have a set one jam like that um but this tweezer to your point justin it goes into this classic rock peak i don't know if it's exactly all on the Watchtower, but i totally get the vibe you're going at there and then it goes into this kind of yola tango industrial dystopian type of jam it was one of those jams throughout the year that um I kept going back to you because it felt really unique. It felt really fresh. I've got this tweezer as twenty-eight overall throughout the year. Um, maybe a little higher than a lot of people would have it. I think it's fairly uh, accurately rated here. I've got the MoMA at um, uh, where I've got it, number thirty-seven. So this would be a pretty close matchup here for me. Ultimately, though, I just go with the tweezer.
0: All right, next matchup we've got the two twenty-five Karini at a three seed up against the. 422 light at a 14 seed. We have now reached the first jam from my favorite set of the year. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I'm i like in love with the 225 uh, second set, you know, disease number line Carini song. I heard the ocean sing four songs, absolutely incredible. Like, and, and we talked about, we, we've talked a lot about in the last few days, you know, going through our brackets, th- this kind of clean playing that we don't see a lot of, especially from Trey, over the course of the year, obviously there's a ton of effects involved in this Karini and the disease, which we'll get to very, very clean. Um, you know, th- this Carini to me is just like laid back They're on the beach, you know, pages on the roads. It's just like gentle, easy, major key bliss. And I absolutely love it. I have this Carini going all the way to the round of eight upsetting the two seed in this region. Um, yeah i just i i love it so much It just puts me in a good mood i phenomenal jam
3: yeah i mean so i have this karini as a two seed um which i think would allow it to go a little bit further depending on where we're at in mm-hmm. overall bracketology um it's an amazing moment this set is brilliant i remember about halfway through this karini I was watching the show at home with my brother and going, I think we're about to get a four song set. Like just looking at the clock and just hearing them continue to push ideas. Um, I love the fact that the back end of this jam is essentially a time to flee jam, just slowed down. It's Trey's early nod <laughs> to Goose in 2022, which is very fitting. I'm guessing he was listening to a lot of Goose in the winter as uh he was preparing night and day the same way he did for fare The well uh as he was preparing <laughs> night and day to sit in with goose and then play with goose later in the year um it's just it's it's it, it it's it hits on a groove and on a jam that to your point ryan the clean plane really complements it and you hear trey for the first time really in 4.0 saying, hey guys, I don't need effects. I can still play guitar. I can, I can still play a, a, a melody and I can still take a couple chords and string them together and make a really cool improvisational segment. Um, I don't have this light on my bracket, so I don't have a ton to say about it. I thought it was a good jam in a really solid second set in a very, very good show. One of my favorite shows of the year, but I don't think about it much more beyond that, especially when it's up against a jam like this.
2: Yeah, and with respect to the light, I, I enjoy how melodic Mike was. You know, we talked a lot or people have talked a lot about where's Mike in the mix. And I found listening to all of the jams from last year, kind of within a shorter time frame the last couple of weeks, that Mike came and went in the mix. There were shows where it was like, oh, there's plenty of Mike. There's all the Mike I want. Then there were other shows, like some of the some of the Dicks shows and then some of the MSG shows at the end of the year where I, I could have used a lot more, uh, but I like how the MSG light in the spring kind of starts off with melodic mic and this minor key and it's chill. Uh, it's kind of a fairly straightforward ascent, a little predictable, uh, but the Carini, uh, you know, enjoyed it a lot. Anytime they're at the beach, I always think that I hear trade kind of teasing a shipwreck sort of a, sort of a vibe. I heard that at 1330 in this Carini, uh, Great little section of beauty that follows up. I like how early we talked about Trey playing cleanly. Uh, I like how Paige is supporting him on the synths kind of early in the jam. And I found throughout the year that if you know Paige was synthy and Trey was clean, that almost had like a little bit more of a total effect, whereas when everyone was just doing the industrial sound. So this was a nice balance of all their tones. Yeah. Agreed. There's also uh, a little... Um, ain't wasting time no more riffage
0: from page around the 12 minute mark or so the the chords that he's playing oh, on the roads just full of teases of in this gym i you know what i remember i remember streaming this uh, it was uh you know the night before Goosemas. uh jake silko and i watched this show uh in our hotel room at mohegan um i i remember like losing my mind like trying to figure out what song it was that, that like page was reminding was and, like the next morning like you know, I spent like probably <laughs> half an hour like listening to like a 20 second block and just like searching for songs and being like, what is this? And then I finally figured it out, which made me very happy. Next matchup, we've got the. It's so satisfying when that happens. Oh, yeah. When you, when you find the cheese. <laughs> Next up, we've got the 1230 theme at a seven seed up against the 87 wave of hope at a 10 seed. Um, I love this wave of hope. I love this third night of Atlantic City. Um, You know, the wave of hope-Yem pairing, again, the reversal of what we saw at Deer Creek earlier in the summer. Um, Really phenomenal jam. I don't understand how it's possible to drop into Yem out of the end of this jam. Like, side note, this jam aside, like, that's not humanly possible. Like, you you can't just go from being in the jam space they were in to be like, all right, now we're going to play Yem and on and to and play it
3: relatively flawlessly it's a really yeah, good the, intro to Yem. like it's not yeah, like they're messing around like, like they did with the chalk dust and the uh census all it sounds like this is tight good fish coming out of a really yeah. disorienting jam and,
0: and they didn't even stop like they you know wave of hope didn't fade out and exactly. then they counted it in Yem. they're just like jamming jamming and trey turns around and is like okay a one two one two three four and then they're in Yem. so really impressive but that's not part of this matchup that's just something i Wanted to talk about because it was really cool. Um, Context this matters, wave of dude, hope I'm is right there with excellent. Thank you. Um, but I, I went with the theme here. Could have been a coin flip either way. Um, I love the couple of themes we got. You know, Toronto and MSG last year. Really great jams. I'm hoping that the trend of them being jammed out right. continues
3: so this is one of those uh you know from a overall ranking standpoint i'm I'm in total disagreement with the bracket i've got the wave of hope as the 19th best jam of the year i got the Mm -hmm. theme as the uh 41st best jam of the year so i think the theme is good i would have it as what is that that's probably like a 10 or 11 seed um this uh wave of hope i would have probably as a five seed so i don't even see them matching up against each other um I ultimately went with a wave of hope. Uh, I guess it's an upset here. To me, it's a more accomplished jam. Um, thematically, I really like when they find this dystopian space. It was one of my favorite moments of the summer. And I think to your point, Ryan, the way that they find closure to this jam and then jump into the fish song that requires eight minutes of, you know, constrained, focused compositional playing is really really impressive and has to be noted um the one thing i'll say about the theme it's a very good jam i returned to it shortly after the new year's eve run it also took a twelve thirty show that started with a really good disease but then kind of tailed off for me and reasserted it as okay it's still 12 30 this is a very important night of the year basically from the theme to the conclusion of that show was one of my favorite shows of the year
2: hmm. Yeah, for me, I thought the theme was nice. It, it was nice on the heels of like that clean, uh, MSG night three, like down with disease to, to go into theme. It was nice to like, not totally go industrial, but it was easily a wave of hope for me. I heard a little Shafty, uh, activity Ooh. around about eight forty in the, in the wave of hope. Mm. And I like how it became a little upbeat uh, Jedi session where we've got those sludgy tones, uh, but it's still got a little bit of buoyancy. Although that said, this wave of hope jam in Atlantic city, like finished in a bit of a sludge fest, which isn't a bad thing. That's not like a knock. Uh, but, uh, yeah, for me, for me, it was wave of hope and it was fairly straightforward.
0: All right. And then our final matchup of the Monstro region, we've got the nine one Piper at a 15 seed against the seven twenty six leaves at a two seed. Not a contest in the slightest. This leaves is fucking incredible. Like <laughs> in, in in any of the other regions, I feel like I'd have it going a little bit further. I do have the Carini upsetting it um, in the sweet 16, but I like, I, I, you know, I listen to this jam so much. Like it, it's just, I always get to that, that first initial jam segment when they depart leaves. And then I'm like listening to it. And I'm like, yeah. And then I look at the clock and I'm like, wait, we're only halfway through this jam. Like there's so much going on. It's like such an incredible space that they get into the like very laid back synth textures, trays using his reverse delay at times. Like it's, it's beautiful. And I hope leaves gets this treatment, but that this jam went a long way towards um, me being a hundred percent sold on leaves (laughs) as a song.
3: (laughs) Have you listened to the maple version No, not in a while. I would recommend going back to that. That was that was actually the version that sold me on the song. Um it's it also it's it's like a bowie song. It's really impressive to me that they write they wrote a song like this at this point in their career. But um I have this leaves as the number three jam of the overall year. Um I just remember being completely transfixed. I was sitting on my couch. I did not enjoy these Jones Beach shows, I thought that they were not good at all. They were disjointed Except for
0: the first two jams of the first night,
3: second set. See, I've got some issues with the I I, I never needed you like this before, which we'll talk. We'll about get there. Here, we'll get yeah. there. But um, uh, <laughs> I thought that this leaves was stunning. It was it was an example like the best moments of Fish this year of them tapping into a very dark side of playing a tonal, non really melodic uh, dystopian music and, and crafting in a really beautiful way. So, um, it was not a contest for me, even though I love this Piper. Um, I think that this is very properly rated. I've got the Piper at number 57 of the year. It's a, kind of an underrated jam closes the second set. I think for the only time ever in Piper's history, I'd have to double check notes on that, but it was, it's a rare, rare occurrence. Uh, it's just one of those classic, Hey, we found a major key rock riff and we're going to take this to the fucking moon but kind of similar to my, my take on sand it, it's not what fish does best now personally um, so I have this leaves going all the way to the final eight uh, the elite eight if you want to get all sports on us <laughs> Um I have it just slightly ahead of the Carini, very tight matchup. Again, if you want me to get into basketball analytics, I'm happy to, but I feel like Ryan is just starting to poke me out of that. Um, I just will <laughs> say he's out. boxing me out of that. Oh, there you go, Justin. I like that. Um, I, I, to me, this leaves accomplishes more than essentially, you know, any but eight jams this year, if you will. And it, it just, it, it it's stunning to listen to.
2: And I have to admit, I slept on this leaves a little bit. Uh, this is, it, it took over the the Piper and I mean, we're talking about a 15 seed versus a two seed. What I liked about the Piper is it was energetic and fast paced. And I wrote in my notes, this was like the most energetic thing they had played in a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that kind of gave it a little bit of a buoy for me. I ended up, as I've mentioned, was uh, scoring all these jams uh, on like a one to 10 scale. The Piper was a seven and a half, the leaves. Uh, at first pass was an eight. I think I would probably bump that up a little bit more. I love how it goes from like rocking momentum that kind of comes up from underneath the basement and then around 10 minutes morphs into an upbeat synth drenched, easy for me to say groove. I I like how, when we can like use that industrial darkness, uh, but to go in different places. So it was definitely the leaves for me, but for a two fifteen matchup, it was maybe a little bit closer than, than for other people. Yeah. And I think we all have Wave of Hope uh, making the final four from this region,
0: correct?
3: I got it going all the way to the final matchup.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Time for the Shamu region. We're going to go Shamu. We've got uh, number one seed Bethel Set Your Soul Free from 723 up against the Atlantic City. Yem at a 16 seed. Brian, talk about this Bethel jam.
3: Uh, It's perfect. It's everything I want to hear from fish. Um, it's number one, correct. It's my number one jam of the overall year. Um, it's my winner of the overall bracket. Uh, I don't see anything stopping it. There's nothing like it. It it reminds me at its best of the deer Creek simple from last year. Uh, Mm -hmm. it came out of my, at the time, well by the end of summer tour, this is my second favorite show of the year. Um, now it's number three i've got 12 30 slightly ahead of uh this show but this is what i want from fish always i want to be terrified i want to be i want cascading noises and sounds and weirdness and and that 94 spirit of fish to just like find itself on the stage i think something really magical happens when they take the stage at bethel it's crazy to me that they've only played their Two separate runs, five shows total, but the set your soul free has everything that I want. I thought it was deeply offensive when the conversation the next day was, well, actually it was set your soul free into cross because they tease cross No, guys, let's let Set Your Soul Free have its day. It's like the the Magna ball Caspian. Like, let's let these jams, these songs have their day. Amazing set your soul free. Uh, it beats everything that comes after it. There's no difficult matchup for me. Um, it's just a stunning, stunning performance by Fish at the absolute top of their game.
0: And you wish it had been attendance bias.
3: I, I, I yeah, the, the tragedy <laughs> for me of 2022 is I had tickets to Bethel and Hartford and I sold them to go to Alpine. And um, whoops, I may never forgive myself for that. It's one of those, it's, it's, it's <laughs> like missing out on, my wife gave me a free pass to go to Jamfield Night and I turned it down because I had two days left at a job I was working at, and I wanted to be a good employee. And then I and I was like, they're never going to just like jam everything, right? And then they fucking jam sample, and I was like, you ah, can't that's, win that's, them all. Lessons can't win them all. Fool me once, <laughs> fool me twice.
2: Uh, I will say that, yeah, the Bethel "Set Your Soul Free" phenomenal jam. Uh, I scored this a nine out of 10, which actually is what I ended up scoring the deer Creek sand as a nine out of 10. So th- this is the cream of the crop. Uh, it is interesting. I feel like it is kind of a complete picture when you factor in the cross side. Yes. Yes. there are like vocal cross side callbacks, but it's because, you know, they're, they're coming out of cross side and cross side was like not short, but uh, 16 minutes. Uh, but for me the thing that stands out most about the set your soul free is how they are just playing as one organism as opposed to so many other jams when you can follow along with the four parts which is great which is better than most music which is why we love fish following all those four parts interweaving and uh and whatnot but they are one organism here and i really loved it and you guys have mentioned fuego had a good year i get some fuego vibes like in the last couple of minutes of this jam, uh, it's got a little bit of a Middle Eastern industrial tinge, which I, I, I think is I get that kind of you know, working off the heels of Fuego. So yeah, this is this is what I'm looking for in a fish jam. Uh this you enjoy myself. Uh, you know, not gonna challenge the set your soul free, but what a great year for solid you enjoy myself. Totally. So what a great new tradition of having short vocal jams and then tacked on jams Hell yeah! <laughs> afterwards. We should have been doing this the whole dang yeah. time. But seriously. Yeah. This, this yam
0: gets to a fantastic peak. And I think you guys said everything there really is to say about this Bethel set your soul free. I love it. I have it at number four overall for the year. Um, yeah. Next matchup. We've got an eight, nine, we've got the seven thirty Fuego up against the 1230. No men in no man's land. Um, you know, I, I really, really enjoy this. No Man. the places they take it. Um, you know, when, when no man gets the big treatment, it generally is very, very good. And we'll get to the best one of the year, mm-hmm. um, in our final bracket or final region, if you will. Um, but this is, this is good. Uh, again, another great Fuego. This is the better Fuego of the year, I think, in terms of big jammed Fuegos. Um, but I, I ended up going no man here, but either one loses to set your soul handily in the next round.
2: Yeah, this is a tough matchup for me. I had these each scored as a seven and a half. And initially I had picked the Fuego to advance, but I actually re-listened just this morning and uh, gave the nod to the no men in no man's land. Uh, it's just kind of refreshing sometimes uh, to have clean tones. And we have a lot of that uh, also. That's my contractual obligation to mention Trey teases San Jose early on in the jam because he doesn't know where he wants to go. So he figures out, oh, lean on old steady. Uh, but for me, it was no men's and uh, just, just a really nice kind of serene, pleasant jam, all 21 minutes of it.
3: This was equally a very challenging matchup for me. I'm just looking at I notated where like the really hard matchups were. This region here, the Shamu region, has four matchups that I struggled with, and I had to kind of do a bunch of AB testing back and forth, which I think you know that's a good thing. That's that's what you want out of an overall bracket. Yeah. Um, it's interesting. So I had the No Man and No Man's Land originally ranked in my bracket at a four at number fourteen of the overall uh, year, which would probably put it at what that's a four seed. Um, and I had the Fuego at 33 overall in the year however i picked fuego to win and my justification for this as i was listening to this the fuego does more with demented dystopian type of sounds whereas the Nomen is this very clean ultimately peaking jam and kind of like what i was saying with regards to 85 and twelve thirty these two these two second sets to me are—they're are, more than the sum of their parts. It's—it's it's about the overall vibe and the overall flow and the fact that, kind of like 12, 30, 18 was, um, jams upon jams. Once they get into a jam space and then they move into another jam vehicle, they're already in it, so they're basically just playing the song and then going into a jam. This set does that perfectly, and I love it. But ultimately, I have this fuego going on and then losing dramatically like dramatically to set yourself free.
2: Right, Dramat- as, as, as it should. I did want to mention the Fuego. I, did you guys hear uh, kind of deep into the jam around 14 minutes? It's To me, sounds sounds like a wave of hope jam where it gets into this syncopated kind of upbeat space and then it morphs into like an Axela jam, mm-hmm. at least to my ears yeah. it did. I don't, to, For me, whenever I, I, I love that, and it's great music, but sometimes, like internally, I knock it down a peg when I'm like, "Oh, okay, we're doing we're doing this thing or we're doing that thing," as opposed to exploring like brand new territory. "Said the non-musician who's never, never improvised on stage." That's a or, fair yeah. point.
3: That's that's a very fair point. I think that um, I would usually knock something like that down. I think I I I built it up just because the nature of where it comes out of musically, I I tend to prefer, but I think it's a really fair, fair piece of criticism. I also will say, you know, 1230 is one of the best shows of the year. 730 is not the Meriwether post run is not one of the strongest runs of the overall year. Um, but this Fuego, like the tweezer before these aren't jams that are moving deep in the bracket, but I think that they showcase really high highs in a, in a lower, uh, lower valued run.
2: I will say before we move on real quick, this 2022 is the year where I stopped caring about fish shows in their entirety and ranking fish shows as a whole picture. Mm -hmm. And I finally just said, whatever, let's talk about the jams. So while it's I gotta, agree with you... It's got to happen eventually. <laughs> yeah. And it just makes makes life a little easier to, to cherry pick things, but I just needed to, to get that out there. Sure.
3: I'm still a full show guy, I just want to say. And if 2023 Fish features a lot of really good shows, I think you're going to find it easier to rank full shows. I think it's a year thing rather than a you thing. But, you know, we'll test that out. Okay, we'll talk right. while we're sitting in section... 129 at Dicks this year. <laughs> <laughs> yes,
2: exactly. I look forward to it already. Yes. <laughs> All right. Next matchup, we've
0: got five seed 1229 Bathtub Gin up against the 12 seed 527 Chalk Dust Torture. I went with the upside here. I think this Gin is way overseeded. Um, you know, I this Gin is great. Don't get me wrong. Part of an amazing opening segment to the 1229 show. You know, Fluffhead, your pet cat, Gin it didn't strike me as like worthy of a five seed at all. Um, you know, in this chalk dust, again, we get that aggressive effects jam, uh, kind of thing, which I absolutely loved. So phenomenal jam here. I, I, I go chalk dust. I don't think it's particularly close.
3: I went with the upset as well. And, you know, again, just to be a total hypocrite here, I'm looking back at my original rankings here. I had the 1229 Gin as the 22nd best jam of the year. I think I would knock that down quite a bit if I redid this. And I had the 527 Choctaw's torture as the 53rd best jam of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, or excuse me, the forty-third. But I have the Choctus winning. It it goes back to a lot of points I've made throughout this um ballooning episode where they get into this <laughs> dystopian space and it really works and it really is exciting and it's a very unique take on chalk dust i think also um i don't know how much you guys value this but like for me when i'm thinking about what about this jam versus another jam uh this is a fourth quarter 18 minute chalk dust torture that cements one of the stronger sets of the overall year that means something to me when they play this if they played this to open the set versus late in the set there's a bit more weight for me in terms of this performance um i will just say though this bathtub gin it's the most fun i had with fish in 2022 i i had gotten to a point by the end of the year where i was like slightly disappointed i didn't go into this new year's run really expecting a lot and by the end of this gin i was in my living room dancing around with my kids. The music was turned up insanely loud. We were all laughing. We were all like hugging and dancing. It was just like a pure, pure fish family moment. One of my favorite things of the entire year, but does not do enough to overcome this chalk dust.
2: I was also pleasantly surprised with the end of the year, like New Year's, Very New much Year's so. run. Didn't have many expectations but me and my wonky schedule i'd wake up at two in the morning and put on last night's show and was just pleasantly surprised with with each and every night uh i have both of these scored similarly uh there there is a hilarious amount of ride symbol from fish happening in this msg gin (laughs) like i mean like i wondered if i was just not in on the joke um But that was notable for me. It feels like there are twists and turns, but that they have uh, some kind of commonality and there's like a little bit of purpose versus when we're just looking for ideas and the high energy uh, sort of jamming at the end uh, after they've already teased and hinted at going back into gin was kind of bonus. But ultimately, I did go with the Choctus Torture. Uh, It's exploratory. Um, It feels... Kind of like post-peak, as just relaxed and patient noise exploration. Yeah. Which, even in my notes, I was like, I bet Brian would like this jam, and I like this kind of kind of music. Um, and it, the sum is greater than the parts here in this chalk dust torture. So I was pleasantly surprised by the Madison Square Garden run at the end of the year, but I was also super pleasantly surprised by what went down in Alabama yeah. on the beach uh, in the springtime. So that's the way I
0: went. Never miss an Alabama beach show. That's that's what we've learned.
3: My brother was at those shows and he was like, this is the most undersold fish show I've ever been to in my entire life. It, awesome. it good must, must have been like uh, when I went to Pine Knob in 2014 and I just bought a ticket at the gate, eighth row. There was nobody there and fish wow. did not play a show as good as these Alabama shows though. So
2: I've been to orange beach, North Alabama, Oregon. but unfortunately for family vacation, had a great time. Shout out to my Louisiana relatives. Uh, orange beach is wonderful, but I've never seen fish there, but man, they are really uh, kind of pleading their case. Yeah. Maybe need to to make it down there. No kidding. Next matchup, we've got the 226 Wolfmans at a four
0: seed up against the Bethel Sample in a Jar at a 13 seed. Now, if somebody told you when you were first getting into Fish or even seven years ago or 10 years ago, whatever, that there would be like multiple 15-minute versions of Sample in a Jar in a mm-hmm. year. Mm-hmm like that, that that's that's kind of what i've been wrestling with all years like if somebody told you that like they're going to be reliably jamming sample in a jar like you know to, to one of these to, to someone in like 1994 when hoist was coming out who like hated the song being like yeah no this is going to be a jam vehicle in 25 years
3: Yeah, I remember having that same type of thought um, on August 7th, 2015, when they opened up the second set with Choctaw's Torture into Tweezer, into the Lizards. And I was just like, go back to 1994 and tell a fan that Choctaw's Torture is going to be a brilliant jam vehicle. It's going to figure out a way into Tweezer, which is going to figure out a way into the song that ushers us into Gamehenge. It's one of those things that like, there's all these what ifs with Fish History. And I think one of the greatest is, you know, what if they didn't come back in 2009 and what if they just, they called it and they all kind of went in their direction. One of the guys didn't feel it in the 08 conversations. Mike. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Uh, the, the guy who doesn't want to be on stage most of the time. Um, (laughs) you know, we would have not only missed out on, like people like Ryan getting the chance to see fish and see as many fish shows as he did. I mean, I, I finished 2.0 with eight fish shows. I'm almost at a hundred now, like the amount of music, the amount of friendships, the amount of life experience I've gotten out of this band. But from a musical standpoint, it's these things like sample in a jar becoming a jam vehicle. And it's, it's one of the most absurd aspects of fish history, but it's beautiful. That all said, this is not even the jam from this first night of Bethel that I have on my bracket. My 64th jam of the year is the Golgi apparatus, which has 90 seconds of jamming. But baby, that is a great 90 seconds. Of so jamming. good. That is it's my so one of my good. favorite things that happened Ooh. all year. Um, I have the Wolfman's brother very easily winning this, as well as winning against the Chakdas torture and moving into the round of 16. First set, 22-minute dust torture that just goes off into the Excuse me, Wolfman's. Uh, that goes off into ethereal space. It feels weightless. It feels like, uh, summer nineteen ninety eight at the Lemon Wheel. It's just beautiful, beautiful jamming. That's a
0: beautiful analogy.
3: It's it. it feels like the ambient jam. It's just this like everything yeah. drops out. Uh, I love this Wolfman's when it happens. So much space so much space it it was a moment that felt like 2021 had never ended in the best way possible i feel like the fish community is the only community in the entire world that's like man i'd go back to 2021 that was a good yeah. year <laughs> no it's like it's, it's like
0: the the only the only community in the world that was like man like can we lock them in their apartments for another year and a half, right. and then like? <laughs> it's
3: it's it's us and the Milwaukee Bucks fan base. Like we're the only people that are like, just take us back to twenty twenty one. But um, I love this Wolfman's as much as I love what they're doing with sample. This Wolfman's does it.
2: Yeah. And for me, it was the Wolfmans and I'm with you. I actually had the Wolfmans going on to the sweet 16 and, and beating uh, the Choctaw's torture that we talked about a little while ago. Uh, but yeah, Wolfmans, it's, it's beautiful. They were playing their butts off in Mexico. Oh, man. Yeah. I, when I started listening to all the 2022 jams, I was like, did I sleep on this year based on how exciting a lot of these Mexico jams were uh, as, as far as The sample is concerned. Uh, It's also a very sweet jam. Uh, I think both of these are just very pretty pieces of music. And to to give a shout out to Tom Marshall, uh, you guys talked about how it was decades into samples existence before, you know, kind of jammed. And here we are looking for sample jams. It was decades before I really appreciated the the line soon end up, end up. (laughs) Like I just thought, oh, they were just repeating end up, but like... Think about it, man. It's, it's Think actually a it, very man. clever song. <laughs> yeah, man. Have ever that's have you ever heard sample thinking about it though? <laughs> that's
3: that's similar to I, I used to hate the song more, and I just I it made me cringe, but the line "It's never really over, even when it's over." I was like, once I Beautiful. once I realized that, I was like, holy shit! It blew my mind, and now yeah. I love hearing that song.
0: I'm an I'm an
2: unapologetic more guy. I, I actually love the song, but me too which is why i think i'm secretly canadian yeah. also also I'm, just for the record when,
0: when they play yeah, more exactly. when they play more at a show even if it's like a second set closer like people you would not know that everybody hates the
2: song it's because everyone's just because like 17 people on 17 people on twitter can hate more that doesn't it's mean true. that it's not actually when phenomenal. you
0: put 20,000 fish fans in a venue they're going to sing along yeah. anyway it's... yeah this wolfman's is incredible um you know they they take it <laughs> at a very gooey pace which some may see as slow, but and, and it kind of feels slow for the song portion. But then when they get into the jam, as you mentioned, Brian, it just opens up. like there, there's so much space for Trey, for Paige, for Mike, while fish is just like holding down this, you know, very relaxed beat. Really phenomenal. Um, I remember, you know, that this was this happened while Goosemas was going on. And I remember checking my phone at set break and being like, okay, let's see let's see what fish is playing oh, a 22-minute Wolfman's like, they haven't done that in decades. Um, And hearing that, you know, the next day for the first time, just being floored by it. Um, Yeah, amazing, amazing. Next matchup, we've got the 422 Set Your Soul Free at a 6 seed up against the 1228 Wave of Hope at an 11 seed. Um, Having been in attendance for both of these jams, definitely Set Your Soul Free here. Um, You know, Brian, you mentioned earlier how great this set is. Um, you know, the faux New Year's Eve show. We've got the Set Your Soul Free Fuego Light from this set all in the all in the bracket. Um, really excellent jamming. Uh, and, the, and the Wave of Hope is great too. Um, I just felt like they're a little bit more synced up in the Set Your Soul Free, a little
3: bit more compelling, if you will. So I went back and forth on this more than any other matchup in the entire bracket. Um, I actually initially picked the Set Your Soul Free to go all the way to the round of 16. Ooh. And then I re-listened to the wave of hope and said, you know what? I'm going to once again prove that my initial rankings are meaningless because I had the set yourself free at a number 13 overall this year. And I had the wave of hope as number 36, but I ultimately decided to go with the wave of hope, which again, I have it being a huge upset in the next round as well. It is the lowest seed to advance. It is the only... Uh, above eight seed to advance in my overall bracket beyond the round of 32. I think this is a grower jam. I did not. I, I liked it on 1228. I liked it on relisten. It didn't totally blow me away, but as I've listened to it more and as I listen to it in context with what happened on 1229 and 1230, I think it's an incredible foundational jam. It feels like a slight transition to a new approach for the band. And the segue into its ice um granted we're not counting its ice for this but the fact that they're in the middle of this very cacophonous kind of polyrhythmic jam and trey stumbles upon the riff and they're able to make this segue without much effort uh just did it for me so i also went back to listen to set yourself free and there was as much dystopian type music as i recalled off the top of my head it was much more of a rock peak jam which if you've gotten this deep into the podcast, you've probably understood that like, that's not really where I'm looking to hear fish at this point in time. So again, it's a me thing. It's not a you thing. It's not a tray thing. It's not a musical thing. It's a me thing, you know, but we're ultimately with, this is, this is in service of our own uh, interests and in in service of our own preferences.
2: Mm -hmm. And for me, I think the commonality between the spring MSG set your soul free and the wave of hope in the, in the, at the end of the year at MSG is that Paige is really flexing in both of these jams. He's got all sorts of tones going, uh, some, I thought I heard like some baby elephant walk electric piano in the spring, some Moogie action, some Mellotron action. Uh, but it does become kind of a, a, bit of a trite rock peak to my ears. I scored the Set Your Soul Free is like a five and a half, whereas I scored the Wave of Hope as a seven and a half. Ooh. The segue into Ice to Echo Brian is fantastic. Uh, also, <laughs> gotta mention, Trey is dabbling in San Jose territory early as he figures out where to go, but his friend Paige actually leads him along. Trey really shines here, and that encourages Trey to go on some fast, like Pink Floyd-esque runs midway or toward the tail end of the jam. Uh, and I think this is just, page kind of doing good work. So for me, it was a wave of hope. This was one of my upsets, uh, wave of hope being the 11 seed to get into the sweet 16, but also want to go back a couple of brackets and and shout out I had set your soul free in the wheelie bracket and the golden age in the monstro bracket. So I had a a couple of double digit seeds advancing to the sweet 16, but I I thought this was a super solid jam.
3: Just San Jose Bruce is what we will call him now. Mm
2: I mean, you you listen to Trey and tell me if he's not literally playing San Jose Constantly. like every oh, fourth or always. fifth song. Always, <laughs>
3: you're you're the only one who's still tracking it. It's amazing. It's it's it's, it's impressive work. <laughs> it it not makes, even, I, it's not even a
0: tease anymore. i just absorbed it, it the, the same smart, way
3: where I'm like, oh yeah, those French fries have salt on them. You know, yeah. like oh that jam like, has San Jose. I just kind of it. accept yeah. it. You know, it just it's there. But there's Justin, just San Jose. Yeah
2: right there it is elbowing elbowing you in the ribs at dicks being like did you hear that like yeah it was (laughs) it was a fish song all
0: right next matchup we've got the 225 down with disease at a three seed up against the 8-6 tweezer at a 14 seed this one's not a difficult matchup um this is probably the the fifth best tweezer on the bracket um by a fair margin um and you know as i mentioned i you know 225 set two is my favorite set of the year i know i'm i'm very curious to hear why you guys had it being upset uh, going into the Sweet 16, because I have this one actually upsetting the two seed from this bracket to make it into the Elite Eight. Um, more of that beachy, major key vibe. Again, the, that clean playing that we got a lot of at Mexico. I Again, I'm in love with this set. I'm in love with this jam. I love it.
3: I've got this down Z's as the 24th best jam of the year. So I think it's properly rated uh, here where where we find it. Um, I don't have this tweezer on my bracket. I I don't think I'm missing anything. I I thought that eight, six second set was a lower tier quality to the night before. It's a good jammy second set, but none of it blew me away. I wanna just give a quick shout out to a few of my lower ranked jams that did not make this bracket. Um, they include the 722 Golgi, uh, the 810 Light, the 731 ACDC bag, the 720 Simple. Um, these are all jams that I think 729 Carini I think would have been in, in this bracket and in a, a better service to listeners than the and just another tweezer. I thought this was a good tweezer. It was quality. But it wasn't, it didn't blow me away in any sort of way. This Stalin's disease is an absolutely brilliant, beautiful jam. It's up there with the best jams of the first half of the year. And I think it properly should be up there with some of the best jams of the entire year. The reason I have it losing to the Wave of Hope is I think by the end of the year, they had figured out this challenge of how do we incorporate melody with sonic experimentation and the wave of hope really does that the disease from mexico represents to me the band almost pushing against all of the success of 2021 and saying can we still create improvisational brilliance without all of these effects and they do it to great measure but to me, then the rest of the year is this kind of battle, this push and pull between clean approach and 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 a, and a heavy-handed approach with effects, and they really nail in that wave of hope from MSG. The the kind of the the, the mixture of, of those two, so that's why I have it upset in a, in a different bracket in a different setting. I think it beats a lot of jams, but um, ultimately it's a, it's a huge upset. It's University of Vermont somehow making it out of the first round matching up against, uh, Kansas and it's just university of Vermont hits like 10 threes in the first half and they run away with it.
2: (laughs) I guarantee he's not going to hear this podcast, but the best basketball player from my medium town high school in South central Pennsylvania played point guard at the university of Vermont in the early aughts. Uh, so shout out to Andre Anderson.
3: Andre, Uh, I lost a lot of money betting you guys. Okay. (laughs) (laughs)
2: uh i I actually had both of these jams scored similarly i ended up rolling with down with disease but i thought as a 14 seed the tweezer kind of overperformed. it's not on the jam chart but it's got some circular effects laden space early it feels kind of chaotic but also contained Uh, so i was a fan of the tweezer uh the thing about the down with disease and i think it's great it has four distinct sections, whereas the best of the rest of the year jams almost feel a little more gelled and a little more like uh, one piece, one one sort of put together piece. Whereas this was like, all right, section one, section two, section three, section four. But and I say this uh, jokingly, anytime you've got a segue to number line, I mean that's got to give you the edge, right? And that's what we had in the Down with Disease <laughs> in Mexico. So I rolled, I rolled with
0: disease. That's great. And I do want to give a shout out to the the two twenty five song I heard the ocean sing, which didn't make the bracket, but that's very good Jim. Very, very, very good jam. It should have. It should have. All right. Next matchup, which I feel like might be the weakest overall matchup in the whole bracket. Uh we've got the seven seed twelve thirty always wanted it this way up against the ten seed four twenty Karini. I don't know why this always wanted it this way is in the bracket. Um, quite frankly. You know, I, I get really liking it. Um, you know, very energetic way to close the set. Um, Not something I'm going to go back to listen to, really. Um, And this Karini, you know, opening up the the April MSG run, solid jam, it's like 19 minutes, a little bit sloppy as a lot of that show was. Um, But yeah, no, I I go Karini here. It's the more interesting improvisation, but really not much else to say on this matchup. What did you go, Brian? I'm curious here.
3: I went Carini. Um, I don't have the, uh, I always wanted it this way on my bracket. I think it's a great version of I Always Wanted It This Way, but it's not a, nowhere near a jam of the year bracket for uh jam for me. Um, I have this Carini as uh, the number 48 jam of the year on my original big old list. My original notes when they were playing this was, I have no idea how, Fish is playing music right now. Um, and the reason I say that is when they walked on stage at MSG, their first time playing MSG since the pandemic, they have this great run lined up for the end of 2021 where the band has played this amazing year, one of the best years in fish history. You can come at me, you can't oh, at me. I'm not on Twitter, so maybe send me a freaking email and I'll, I'll engage with you. But yes, I will stand by. 2021 was one of the best years of fish history. I'll back they, you
0: up on that, which probably loses you some credibility. It, it
3: uh, you, you They're going to bring up fall 2018 and then the whole argument's going to be out the window. But I, I do appreciate <laughs> the support. I do. Um, but that said, there's all this energy and tension going into this run. If you remember, a year ago, we're we're not in lockdown, but Omicron is raging across this country and across the world. There were even fears going into February and March, are they actually going to be able to even play at MSG? Uh, our close friend Drew Hits had a running Twitter account about the Knicks' playoff chances because it would have screwed with the timing of a couple of the fish shows. There was just so much up in the air, and then finally, we all find ourselves in MSG on freaking 420 like come on what a ridiculous My first thing time in
0: msg too was...
3: first your first time in msg the the band's first time there since 2019 and what do you open up with a 20 minute karini that yes it's sloppy as all hell no it is not moving on past the next jam in this bracket but it is a stunning stunning ode to energy connectivity and turning the volume up to 11 and just rocking the fuck out and there's there's something to be said about that
2: I actually scored the Carini as a five out of ten, and I maybe took some points off for sloppiness. Uh, I, I in my notes I said that it it feels like a good thesis jam for the year. Mm, I like um, that, but it it doesn't get too heavy. It's got momentum, which works for me. It's full band, but it never like necessarily coalesces into anything transcendent. But a great start to the MSG run. Uh, but I, I actually went with, (laughs) I always wanted it this way. I think it totally deserves to be in the bracket and maybe it's just because it's such a rarity to get, I mean, this is just a classic. I always wanted it this way jam. It doesn't go into any like crazy territory, but I think that sneakily, I always wanted it this way was like what fish was going to end up doing years down the road years ahead of time. So for me, I just sort of went by the music that I heard. It's the original synth jam, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, It has a little bit of a Mr. Completely vibe. It's got a little bit of a cross-eyed energy to it. It's loud and loose. The jam almost gets away from them, but they're able to sort of corral it. So I just listened to my ears and I I rolled with, I always wanted it this way. Shout out to Paige. My
0: my main issue with the placement in
2: the bracket is that it's a seven
0: seed. If it was like a 14 or 15, whatever, but like it's seated really high for a jam that does what it does.
3: Yeah, and I'll just say this: this goes back to my twelve thirty eight five argument that the, the 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 complete piece is more to me than the individual jams. Yeah. this song ending the set with the performance that it did. I think it speaks to yeah, everything you said, Justin, is, is spot on, um, aside from the fact that it belongs in the bracket, but everything else was perfect. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, this is an amazing moment and and they didn't need a cavern afterwards. They didn't need, you know, let's go into Julius because we're at 65 minutes. Like, no, let's just end the set right here. Walk off the stage. We're done. We're good. And um, yeah. it was, it was a great moment.
0: Final matchup of the Shamu region. We've got the 726, I Never Needed You Like This Before, at a 15 seed up against the 8-5 Sigma Oasis at a 2 seed. You know, both great jams. Um, I give the Sigma the edge here. I, I don't think it's quite the 2 seed. Um, I had it personally ranked at 19 overall, um, which is a little bit lower. But it's really good. Um, I think the first half of it, you know, they're still kind of finding their footing. And then when Fishman hits into that, like, Hyperspeed section that's when the 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 jam and that whole show kicks it off great segue into cities as well um the i never needed you like this before i really enjoyed um i don't think they've played it since this show which is interesting um but you know i'd, I'd like to see this become more of a jam deal because I, th- I think it does have potential much like the other ones um though the song off of lonely trip that i'm most needing a jam out of is, um, never left home, which I will dream about forever because it's probably not going to (laughs) happen.
2: I ended up going, uh, with the Sigma Oasis. I mean, you know, obviously it's a two seed, but I scored this as an eight. I scored the never needed you like this before as a seven. Uh, I thought that the Jones beach Jam, it was engaging, it was upbeat, didn't have a ton of of momentum. Uh, whereas the uh Sigma Oasis in Atlantic City re- reminded me around minutes 13 of the fee into the jam from Virginia Beach in '99. Oh, Just it's like man. we are on the fr-
3: yes, right? Yes. I'm like yeah, with it's you. like
2: we are on the freeway, and back in 1999, we were doing like Eighty-five miles per hour. We're doing sixty-five miles per hour, <laughs> but we're we're still trucking. Still and I like we're we're still we're cruising we're still in the right cruise lane. control. Yeah, yeah, we're we're good to go. And I like how it twists into like a little bit of a psychedelic tinge uh, in the last few minutes of the jam. And as Ryan mentioned, the organic segue into cities is nice. And for me, when they would come out of jams and go into Sigma Oasis, I was thinking to myself many times, like, this is the best song that they could have picked. This is the perfect song. Sigma Oasis just has such perfect energy, just in and of itself as a, a, a song. So any jam that comes out of it already like has a little bit of a, an advantage to my ears.
3: Yeah, this wasn't, particularly close for me i have sigma oasis rated as the ninth best jam of the overall year which would put it as a three seed i believe um so maybe it's a little bit overrated here but i also have the i never needed you like this before as a as the 63rd best jam or 61st best jam of the year let me double 62nd we we're right in there which would put it as a 16 properly seed. seated pretty properly yeah. seated um i i'm right there with you 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 spoke justin about The I Never Needed You Like This Before is engaging, but it lacks momentum. Um, I thought that this was one of those examples of Fish has a song that they like playing, that they decide either intentionally or on the spot, we're going to take this for a ride. And it just doesn't totally work out. Um, I thought there were good moments, but I don't think that it was uh, a stunning type of excursion the way that the wave of hope from deer Creek, when they took that out for the first time, and it was like, Oh my God, this jam, this song can jam like this. Um, to your point, Ryan, this was played one more time after this show, it opened up the rained out pine knob show, the single, uh, yes. the single set show, which is kind of a perfect uh, song to open up there, but it has not been played since. And part of me wonders if part of the reason is that they just can't wrap their heads around the jam though I'm guessing we're going to get a Mexico version of I Never Need You Like This before as we move into the 2023 fish. Um, The Sigma Oasis I have going all the way to the round of eight, uh, easily uh, Mm, beating the 420 Carini, um, easily beating the um, 1228 Wave of Hope, and then losing in dramatic fashion to the uh, Set Yourself Free. I mean, just being- A lot of of dramatic-
0: a lot of dramatic beatdowns by that set your soul free. And that
3: set your soul free. Just it 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 until it gets to the championship round, it just looks completely unbeatable, and then it's tested uh, uh, in the end. But it, it ultimately comes out on top. But the Sigma Oasis, mm. I I couch toward a lot of shows this year, you know. And there were moments where the band just fully connected and I was just in my living room around my patio with my kids just like soaking it all in. And the Sigma Oasis is one of those moments. And every time I went back to it, I was like, this is peak fish this year.
0: Yeah, I, I have it. I, I think I mentioned earlier, I have it losing to the Mexico Down With Disease in the Sweet 16, which then in turn loses to the Bethel Set Your Soul Free, which is my final four
3: pick from this region dramatically losing or is it a close matchup
0: not not quite as dramatic as yours but it's not as close
3: so good like yeah, and for me, 15, I have 20 point beat down i get it <laughs>
2: it's not Instead of it's not quite quite georgia tcu since i know ryan is watching college football oh, yeah, from I, across the... i get that Across the border? <laughs> or you can say across the pond. I—I I, I mean, there's a border, and you're on the other side. Of that, <laughs> I think there's a pond seems, too. Seems fair. Ontario's I mean, a pond, <laughs> right? ponds. There's a the ponds. great, the great right. ponds. But yeah, set set your soul free all all the way through the Shamu bracket, to say the least. There we go. All right, and
0: our final region of the bracket, we've got the Moby Dick region, beginning with the Juggernaut itself, Um, the one seed, the banger down with disease, up against the everything's right from Pine Knob at 16 spot. This is my personal pick to win the whole bracket, the banger down with disease. This to me is, this was the first significant jam of summer tour as well, coming off of two very underwhelming opening nights at Great Woods. Um, and this is a, a really bright spot and mostly underwhelming show otherwise. But this jam to me is they're all linking up. They're all playing their asses off, you know, fish, fish, does not want to let this jam go. There are so many different times when the rest of the band is maybe like, okay, like we'll stop. And fish just pushes it into another dimension. Trey's playing really well in this jam um, page. Uh, you know, you mentioned earlier, not a ton of organ work from him the last couple of years. He's all over the B3 in this disease, um, especially in the second half, just absolutely raging. And yeah, the, they do kind of land a little clumsily in the ending, but, I I it, it makes up all the points that it loses for sloppiness because they finished the song after 30 minutes, which I absolutely love coming off of a series of just unrelenting peaks. Yeah, I, I, I'm I done talking about it now, but
2: I love it.
3: <laughs> go go off, son. It's a it's a great jam. This is your jam of the year. What else do you need to say?
2: It's true. Did you, since this was your favorite jam of the year, Ryan, uh, I I love it when Trey and he would do this occasionally dabbles in like the Muton, uh like flute tones that Jerry loves so much in the early 90s. And I got some of that from Trey like 10 minutes in. Uh, also want to give a shout out. Uh, to like this big, slow, grand march almost that happens around 22 minutes. And uh, if you were a a child of the 90s, you might have recognized that as like uh, Rage Against the Machines, Killing in the Name of around 22 minutes, which is like very purposeful. But then if you've listened to your 70s music, you know that that's some uh, funkadelic Alice in My Fantasies uh, throwback. So a lot going on in in the Down With (laughs) Disease uh, same melody uh, no offense to Rage Against the Machine they just kind of borrowed it mm-hmm. uh, but yeah I had this down with the Z's it was probably my third or fourth favorite jam of the year and it easily uh, obviously beat the everything's right
3: I love this down's disease. I just want to start by saying that because I have this rated as the 15th best jam of the year. Um, I think I would move this up just looking at what's ahead of it. I would, I think I would move this up to 11th of the year. Um, it's a really, really monumental jam. The segment of music from like 18 minutes to 27 minutes, whatever in there is just incredible fish. Reminds me a lot of the successes of the six, five sand. there's like a three minute segment where Fishman and Trey are just, as you noted, locked in, pushing each other forward, kind of challenging each other, almost like, Oh yeah, you're going to play that fucking hard. Listen to me play right now. And they just keep going yeah. back and forth <laughs> with each other. Uh, which reminds me in a lot of ways of the uh 1023 18 ghost from Nashville, Ooh, one of the most underrated jam. jams of 3.0, where it sounds like Mike and Trey are fighting each other for the lead in the jam in the best way possible. Um, so I love this down disease. I have it going all the way to the round of eight upsetting. One of my favorite jams of the year that we're going to get to here shortly. Um, but amazing, amazing jam, uh, did not ultimately make it to the round of four for me because, um, our number two jam of this bracket is just, it's too good. It's too good. So, but this was great. Well, we'll get there.
0: Next matchup, our final eight nine here. We've got the four twenty one Ghost up against the nine one Ruby Waves. Um, I went Ruby Waves here. Uh, this is a fantastic Ghost. I especially love the point where it sounds like Trey's going back into the into the song. The rest of the band's kind of like, nah, not yet." And so Trey's like, "Okay, fuck it, we'll peak it again." Um, and then they get into that like, you know, galloping peak. Um, But, you know, I felt like Ruby Waves just had a little bit more to offer Uh, with a couple of with some of these very close matchups for me in the bracket. um, I went with the one that I felt had more compelling improv.
2: Yeah, I think it's telling that I had like two sentences about the Ghost Jam um, and I had a whole paragraph about the Ruby Ruby Waves Jam. I love... Uh, in Ruby Waves, how like baked into the song structure itself, we've got some Trey Echoplex, we've got some Page B3, uh, we get a little uh, Trey Flute Mutron again, which I mentioned in the last jam. Uh, and uh, it's a little aimless, but but it works. Whereas uh, can, Ghost didn't have the best year in 2022. Like any great Ghost uh, from late 1.0, Mike takes over early, like any great Ghost from any period in time, I suppose. Um, but uh, I don't know, ends up ends up a little aimless. So for me, it was the Dick's Ruby Waves.
3: I'm, in the, I'm on the same page with you. Uh, this Ruby Waves, this 9-1 shows re- weirdly underrated. I'm kind of surprised that the Don't Doubt Me uh, did not make it onto this list, which I thought was an excellent jam from the second set. Uh, but this Ruby Waves is really, really inventive. It adds to the lore of uh, Ruby Waves jamming. It's just one of their most reliable jam vehicles. Um, the only ghost I had on my larger list, which did not make this, this bracket, is the 8.5 version from Atlantic City, where they jam off of the midsection breakdown. It's a really weird, bizarre uh, jam. I liked this ghost. I liked this along with, I think it was Meriwether Post, uh, maybe one other, where they ended the first set with a really inventive, peaking version. It just ultimately doesn't beat the Ruby Waves for me. Well said.
0: Next, we've got the 729 Rise Come Together at a 5 seed up against the 227 Golden Age at a 12 seed. Yes, that that is a continuation of how they have been playing jam-filled night for the last two years. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, this Rise Come Together is a a complete shock to me when I saw this on the set list the next day when I was checking. Like, what do you mean they they played that for 20 minutes? Like, everything can be jammed now. I really, really enjoy this jam. a lot. I think it's a, it's a really good, you know, kind of upper middle of the pack 2022 jam. Um, you know, there's not a ton that's like, you know, going to put it in like the top 10 or top 20 even, but it's still a really excellent jam. Um, you know, I think it, it makes rise come together more worth hearing when it gets jammed for 20 minutes.
3: (laughs) So I have it as the seventh jam of the entire year. The number seven jam. I think oh. this is amazing. I think that it, wow. it, it, it is, it is threefold. Number one, you've got this terrible song that is jammed out, which makes <laughs> it really, really exciting. Um, yep. <laughs> br- brief aside, I, I was watching this show on my back patio on a Friday night and um, they started playing rise and I figured, okay, we're just getting a very first set first set right now.
0: Yeah. Go to the bathroom. And,
3: i went to go pick up dog shit that's how i felt i just went to go <laughs> clean my yard and i figured okay i'll get this taken care of i'll come back we'll watch the end of the set and i'm around the corner on my side yard and i hear trey play these minor chords and i was like what the what is going on and i god I was damn like, it
0: trey you're doing it again <laughs> and,
3: and i was like they're not gonna jam this out this is and it just kept going and i came back i just stopped cleaning up after my dogs i came back to the table sat down and was just transfixed for the next 15 minutes so it's a terrible song that jams it has a really great initial peak which which adds to it kind of like the way sample in a jar has been used multiple times but it's that change around 14 minutes where they move into the second part of the jam and trey's really featuring the leslie it's really bright it's really colorful it's really chunky Mm -hmm. i loved it um i want to just point out quickly this 227 golden age i think uh it's it's a strong strong jam i had it as my thirty eighth best jam of the year um this this second set of the final night in mexico is completely overlooked i think everybody But that whole there, show is the, the, the whole show is both there and at home was kind of like okay night four of a fish run they're just going to kind of mail it in and they didn't mail it in at all and this is a really yeah. really good golden age i highly recommend people listening to hey, it they played right? fat man in the bathtub they did. I have this rise going all the way to the six, round of 16 and unfortunately losing to the downward disease. Same here.
2: Yeah, I do have the rise beating uh, the Golden Age. I like both of them. I loved in the Golden Age uh, page on Rhodes or Whirly. Next time I'm listening to this, <laughs> I'll text Ryan in the middle of the night and ask him which is which. Uh, I like the heavy kind of Jedi tone descending licks at the end. But for me, didn't really move the needle too much and the rise come together other than just being a jam of rise come together. Uh, I kind of felt like we're throwing that, you know, well-known bag of 4.0 tricks just at a new song, uh, which can be satisfactory. Uh, I like that it had some both momentum and a little, uh, bit of cacophony, uh, kind of as it came home back into the song proper. So rise come together. All right, next matchup, we've got the 224 Tweezer
0: at a 4 seed up against the 731 Mull at a 13 seed. I'm happy this Mull made it onto the bracket. I overlooked it on my personal rankings, but it's it's a very, very good jam. Um, this Tweezer, also excellent. First big jam of the year. You know, like barely 40 minutes into the first set of the year, they drop the hammer with a 20-minute Tweezer, um, which is pretty, pretty awesome. Um, you know, again, this Mexico run – From 2022, it was absolutely phenomenal. Um, Right out of the gate, you've got these incredible synth textures from Page using that new Prophet uh, that he had just added to his rig. Um, And again, a lot, a lot of very clean playing from Trey in this one until a bit later when he, when he starts going synthy, um, and it ends off with some very lovely teasing of the lizards. So just really fantastic tweezer here. Um, You know, I do have it losing to the rise come together, but it's excellent.
3: Yeah. This tweezer coming midway through that single set in Mexico, I think gave a lot of people a ton of, uh, understood hope for this overall year from the gates or right out the gates, um, started this Mexico runoff incredibly strong. Uh, this mall though, you know, you've got this version in deer Creek, the first non Mike song, Mike jams in decades. I mean, since round room in 2003, I don't know. I mean, it's, we've had a faux 555 jam, the fricking song that sounded like it was going to be a jam vehicle at its debut and decided not to be, I don't know why, Let's just play a tampered down little feet impersonation here. Um, but you know, mole which combines six different elements of Mike's Mike Gordon's songwriting inspiration finds just like brilliant improvisational segment it's not enough to beat a really solid uh tweezer a tweezer i think is slightly if not extremely overrated th- by by many in the community uh, i have it losing pretty handily to the rise come together in the second round but it, it definitely wins Would you here. say dramatically or or just i would handily. i would say How yeah I would say, I would say handily i would say the that dramatic
0: handily. A, a dramatic handled victory i, I don't know where I'm so what uh,
3: this is a 5c beating a four this is like a classic marquette team from the 1990s beating up on uh like a gonzaga it's a uh it's a 15 point win it was never in question mm. but they didn't embarrass them
2: okay i appreciate the fact that they did jam out mall these are very close for me i think probably there's a little bit of like uh this was one of the first jams of the whole year so the tweezer gets a little bit of extra like space in our memories i think that's like a thing attendance bias but also like time space bias Mm -hmm. um but the the mall even though i picked the tweezer just to shout out the mall uh this to me kind of feels like let's throw the bag of 4.0 tricks at the new song or at least the new jamming opportunity and see what works but uh, Trey's Echo Plex sounds like a helicopter in the jungle. Is mm. what something Ooh. that I wrote in my notes. So this is uh, this is good stuff. And yeah, this is one of the better Mike songs. I, I wouldn't. I'm not going to say that about all the new Mike songs, but I actually like Mullen. I think oh, it's kind of a near worm.
3: I'm right there with you.
4: Love <laughs> right it.
2: Is Jason Sudeikis mentioned in this song? I don't think so. <laughs> Next,
0: next up, we've got the six seed June first simple from Charleston up against the Bethel Cross-eyed and Painless at an eleven seed. This is a fantastic simple. There, there were some. I actually completely forgot about this jam until a couple of weeks ago when I went back I was doing some re-listening. But really, really excellent jam here. Um, again, we talked about right at the beginning of the bracket how like the the Charleston run was kind of weird um, and like kind of inconsistent. But this is a Phenomenal, phenomenal jam.
3: Yeah, I uh, I've got this as the twenty sixth best jam of the year. I've got the cross side as the forty fifth. Um, the simple kind of does everything that Fish does really well in a condensed twenty three minute segment. There's some dissonance. There's some peaking. There's some kind of candy colored uh, effects laden jamming. It just it it's it's a really fun pleasurable non-challenging jam vehicle and and i love it and i've gone back to it many times it's kind of one of the been one of those jams that if i wanted to hear something good from 2022 fish and i didn't really know what it was i just put this simple on it was really really solid i think this cross side has been slightly underrated throughout the year um i'm glad to see it here as an 11 seed it's a strong spot for it it does some stuff Jam wise that we just don't usually hear on a crossside, which reminds me in a lot of cases of the 1017 2014 version that just skews off into uh, a, a darker tinged melodic area that that we usually hear crossside going to this upbeat funky jam. This doesn't really do that, and I really like that about it. It it, it leads well uh, later in the set to the um, set your soul free, but I've got simple winning here and losing. Uh, in the next round uh, to to the number three seed.
2: Yeah, and it was a close matchup for me. Also. I also have simple advancing and then losing in the next round uh, to Sand from MSG later in the year. The cross-eyed felt kind of grown up to me. Mm. Um, it had sort of a mature feel as it utilized the 4.0 tones, but didn't you know necessarily just hokeyly go back into uh, the cross-eyed theme. Um, there's a little bit of a down with disease, like descending rift, a minor key vibe mm-hmm. halfway through the jam mm-hmm, that I like, mm-hmm. but for me, it, for me, it was the simple, uh, this it's not breaking the mold. Uh, I, I felt like the Charleston run, cause I remember watching, watching it on the webcast, uh, early out here on the West coast time zone, it was great. They jammed, but it didn't feel like it like moved into any necessarily new groundbreaking territory. Agreed. So I, I, I did ultimately end up going with the simple, but uh, you know, I, it was a bit of a wash here to be honest.
0: Yeah. Next matchup. We've got the three seed 1230 sand up against the 14 seed Charleston. Set your soul free from five thirty one. Again, you know, the other kind of huge jam from Charleston opened the run with a 20 minute jam. I, overlooked uh the fact that i very overrated this in my ranking i had it at number eight overall which brian you're usually good at pointing out when i have something like an outlier like that that's like not actually where it belongs in the slightest um and yeah it slipped past me and i i was filling out my bracket and i was like what then i listened to it and i realized i should have it like 20 or 30 spots lower um, so I, I apologize for how that may have impacted the seating. <laughs> Luckily, it's 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 a, it's a 14 seat, so I, I don't think it's super over-inflated. Was, was that the show opener? Yeah, it was a show part opener. Of my, okay. And yeah. and the re-entry back into the song is uh, oh, a violation of the Geneva Convention.
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs> so well it's, said. It's not good. So well but
0: said. this sand, on the other hand, um, I was losing my mind when it was being played because of the fact that they go into a split open and melt jam like twice two, two different occasions. Um, this, this sand is amazing. I love, um, you know, Sand's kind of return to big jam vehicle status the last couple of years, you know, it was really for most of 3.0. It was just like, okay, except for obviously a few big versions. It was like, okay, we're going to get a 10 minute set closer here. That's maybe going to have a little extra mustard or it's going to be energetic. Um, but now they're jamming it out again, which is awesome. And this, this sand is, very very excellent yeah i have it beating the simple um and then losing to the two seed in the sweet 16.
3: yeah it's uh so the set yourself free i don't have in my bracket um partially because it's so sloppy and the re-entry is so bad um that i just i rebelled against it i said i'm just i'm not i'm not doing this um this sand (laughs) if you guys want to kick me off this podcast after what i say uh here in a second i I understand it um i have this as (laughs) i have this as the best sand of the overall year um it's my Mm, 12 this guy it's my number 12 jam of 2022 the riffing that trey gets into the the teasing the the weird jam segments the way that he distorts melodies i mean this this takes everything that was so brilliant About the third quarter of 1230 and just extends it into this, this, this fourth quarter jam vehicle that is, that is taking a song that for so long in 1.0 and then in 2.0 and then in parts of 3.0 was really just a. Mike and fish are going to play the same thing. And Trey's going to kind of loop over it. It's, it's long and slightly boring. If you, if you listen to a lot of those 99, 2000 versions, it gets to this kind of musical space that they were chasing, but it doesn't do a ton. They figured out a way out of that. And they figured out a way into these really unique jam vistas that uh, I'm all about. And so I've got this easily beating, um, this abhorrent, 23-minute show opening, set yourself <laughs> free. A, a, a moment that we should all be celebrating, but um, beating that, beating the simple, and then losing to the number two seed in the round of 16.
2: Yeah, I have, I have the sand winning pretty handily and then going on to beat the simple to get into the sweet 16. For me, two things I want to mention about the sand. Uh, I love how Trey gets into a little bit of uh, Pink Floyd territory Mm. deep in the jam sounds like run like hell Mm -hmm. and then i also love at the end of the jam how it goes back into sand but doesn't like just slip and stay there it kind of toggles back and forth between sand and then just jamming which i thought was really really clever and really adept uh so yeah sand sand was strong i mean i i'm not crazy like brian so i prefer the deer creek sand but (laughs) both of these sands are very (laughs) strong And this one definitely moves on a couple rounds for me. For sure. Final two matchups. We've got seven seed, five twenty
0: seven soul planet up against the 10 seed, nine, three split open and melt. I went melt here. Uh, This is a good soul planet. We are, we are, we are not getting into the quadraphonic toppling debate here. This is not we're not, we're just, we're not even going to mention it again. I have now said that it's not happening. Um, This melt is just amazing. You know, the highlights from the Dick's run were awesome. They're just, you know, a little bit few and far between. Um, this melt had such purpose, gets there in such a relatively short amount of time, um, and just really goes into that, you know, space, um, angry, alien, cloud jam stuff while still being very cohesive. Um, and that's kind of what you want from a melt. That, that That's what the best melts are. And I think this is a really good example of it. It's not making it more than one round, uh, but I do have it with the upset here.
3: I went with the Soul Planet. Um, I, I don't think that they play Quadraphonic toppling. I think that it is a element of Quadraphonic toppling within the Soul Planet, which to me adds to the brilliance of this Soul Planet. I think it's a jam that Soul Planet is a lot like Ruby Waves nine times out of ten they're going to start playing this song and you're going to hear a lot of casual fans groan and by the end of it everyone's going to be cheering because it's going to be a super inventive and unique jam and this whole planet goes to a place that i absolutely love improvisationally um, i love the split open and melt nine three is the best set i saw all year of fish but it's a one of those sets versus jams i love the kill devil falls from that set i love the sigma oasis i love the freaking thunderhead they played thunderhead i love the momentings um the split up and melt they could not have ended the set with a better song and i think you said it perfectly there rye like it gets off the rails but still is in control and that's what a lot of that set felt like it felt like a lot of those jams could have gone on for five or six more minutes, but they decided to make a better song selection and then jam that song out rather than push that jam out. And that loses a few points for me in the individual jam basis. Um, and the Soul Planet just—it's—it's it's a relentless jam. I love it. Um, it loses quite handily in the next round against the number two seed, but it's a—it's a—it's a good win in round one for me. Mm-hmm.
2: And they were both close. I uh, had the the melt ranked as seven and a half. I had the soul planet ranked as a seven. For, for me, uh, in the year of our Lord 2022, uh, I just appreciate when we can take a dark fish jam and keep it dark, which is exactly what they did with this melt. Whereas it, I'm not one to complain about fish. I'm glad we have fish, but I I'm not looking to have my stashes bliss jammed, and it just hurts my heart when point. we are celebrating. So do you not like jams. Do you not like the Amsterdam
0: stash then? No, th-
2: that's, that's like great the mother that, of
0: all bliss jams.
2: Well, yeah, but that gets messy, and it goes out, and it. But I mean, when we're like in a bliss jam at like seven or eight minutes into a stash that. like that, when we just go
3: from minor to major, and then uh, we're just right. there, and then it's over. The the stash from Amsterdam, it's I mean that's one of the best fish jams of all
2: that's time. That's fair, right? It's it's fantastic, but I appreciate that we uh, we we read the room and we kept our dark jams dark. So for me, it was melt. All right, and our final matchup of the bracket,
0: guys, we we made it. Oof. <laughs> uh, we have the eight thirteen Alpine Fluffhead at a fifteen seed up against the four twenty three No Man in No Man's Land at a two seed. Obviously, as the seating would suggest, this is not a competition. Um, you know, jammed out fluff heads are cool. Um, there's yet to be one that I really feel deserves a spot on the bracket. You know, the the Chula one made it last year off of a few minutes of improv as a 16 seed. And we had two more jammed out versions this year, which is pretty crazy because, you know, the only other jammed out version was in 1999. Um, so... They, it, you know, it's cool. Uh, it's a solid jam for sure. You know, the callback to the 1999 Alpine Valley version with the 1999 opener into Fluffhead and Saw It Again. Um, very, very cool. Um, but this no man on, on the strength of the improv is, you know, destroying this Fluffhead. Obliterating, if you will.
3: This is an obliteration. This is a... Not not
0: even dramatic. It's It's...
3: It's just
2: like Fluffhead no like
0: bars.
3: no no men
0: let is... no men let Fluffhead score a couple of baskets against them to be nice.
2: I made a sports this is, analogy. This is we're very proud of you. This is <laughs> this is Georgia TCU in the football college championships recently. I'll i
3: I'll do you one better. This is um Uh-oh. Liberty University makes it to the NCAA Final Four and, and everyone on Fox News is standing up and going, Oh my god, <laughs> look at this. It's Liberty, what a great example. Oh. And then they uh, get matched up against Michigan State. And Tom Izzo good. coaches a great team to beat them like 85 to 23. And everyone else in America is like, yeah, fuck Liberty University. The fuck <laughs> out of here. Um, so 813 was my favorite fish show I saw all year. My favorite show, which again, I'm, I'm a master of bad opinions. I understand this is not a popular opinion at all. I loved this show. I loved the structure of this show. I had amazing seats for this show. I loved the weather at this show. I was not on the lawn. I, Sorry to everyone who was on the lawn. They got drenched for half this show. It was a cool summer night in the mountains of Southeastern Wisconsin, one of my favorite places in the whole world. Got my first 1999, goes into Fluffhead. And I remember thinking as they were going through Fluffhead, Last time I saw Fluffhead, they jammed it. They're not going to do that again. That was a one-time thing. And then they jammed it. And they jammed it into Saw It Again. And it was a better jam than the Chula Vista version. Yeah. But I agree with you, Ryan. The the best Fluffhead jam that we've heard outside of 1999 was 1230. And even that didn't make this bracket for, for some reason compared to this version. Um, I think that it was a, a better jam overall. It's still not. It's still not worthy of being on this other than for like the the shock value nature of it. Um I will say just one last thing about Fluffhead. It's insane to me that they can figure out a way to jam out of Fluffhead and they can't figure out a way to jam out of Bowie. Like Fluffhead is moving towards the peak and they find a way to get out of it and Bowie has this like natural bounce. <laughs> And they can't figure out a way to jam out of that. Like this like cord that goes into silence, and they could just do anything with that palette. And they yeah. don't <laughs> that's that was... the, that's just that's my one little nitpick. Uh this No Man No Man's Land, I think is a perfect jam. I think 27 minutes is kind of the sweet spot for the best fish jams. It gives you enough of like three segments of jamming, it gives you a enough time to evolve. It gives you a great solid peak, gives you some good post peak jamming. I have this going all the way to the final four and losing to my eventual champion. These, uh, set soul free from Bethel. It's beautiful. The way that, you know, it kind of speaks to the same sort of thing I was saying about the final night of Mexico this year. Fish sometimes has this tendency on the final night of a four night run to be a little exhausted. And rather than being exhausted on those two final nights, they came out and just absolutely owned the room and left everybody either in the building or at home webcasting with a sensation that it was a really, really strong run. So I love the snowman. I listened back to it a bunch of times this summer and the fall and into the winter. Every time I listened to it, I heard something new and that to me is a, a testament to a great jam.
2: Yeah. I thought no Man's was really great. Uh, it, it, this was probably the toughest elite eight matchup for me in the Moby Dick bracket. I, I ultimately went with the Down with Disease, but the Nomen is no slouch. I Page is really strong in this jam, and he kind of encourages, especially around seventeen minutes, with his synth some like very grandiose full band soundscapes, which is exactly what I am looking for with fish. So shout out to Paige for that. And it doesn't necessarily take a typical path to wrap up the jam. Uh, the only thing I want to say about the Alpine Valley fluff head is this late 1.0. Uh, Stan really appreciated hearing Trey in a siren loops around 14 minutes. Yeah. Way to bring him back. But if we could just get Trey's keyboard out again and have him do a little little dinking and dunking on the keyboard, Dude. maybe uh, 15 minutes into a sand, we, we'd be cooking with gas. But <laughs> it's all about the no mens for me.
3: I, I had a moment when that happened where I just I started screaming in, 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 in Alpine <laughs> and this guy turns around to me and he goes, the sirens are back. And I just like we I was like, you you we get each other. Right. Yeah. Now, so, so, so it's like, awesome.
0: Trey, Trey, you, you know about the sirens. You know that we want the sirens.
3: The place exploded when he That's started awesome. doing that. It was awesome. so cool. Yeah.
2: I feel like he did a, a, a rig rundown video. I don't know if it was recently or, or one he had done in the past where he was doing the sirens. He was like, yeah, we used to do this a lot. We don't do this anymore. Yeah, That was, that was the one in 2012. He was like, yeah, we used okay. to do that for like 15
0: minutes. <laughs> like, nah. <laughs> Other Bring thing. it back. Yeah. It's like, no, we want it. All right. And that brings us through the entire fish 2022 jam of the year bracket. Thank you, Brian and Justin, uh, for getting through
2: this two plus hour podcast uh, with me. It has been a pleasure.
3: This was great.
2: Yeah, it was, it was, and we've texted a little bit this week. It was really fun to like fully nerd out with you guys talking about all these jams. We're going to keep doing that. 2022 wasn't, wasn't 2021, but it really had, had some great, great moments and, more than i recollected so it was rewarding to go through and i encourage everyone to give all of these jams in the bracket a listen mm-hmm. and we'll be back here next january
0: for the goose jam of the year 2023 bracket um but you know that that's in a year and there's a lot of fish the goose jam
2: going. i better i better bone up did i say jam? Jam?
0: did i say she Goose? Did. yeah did. you did oh, i you know what i i'm my, my brain sometimes has a hard time switching back and forth between the two um, there will be that. a goose jam of the year 2023 episode next January. It just won't be with you guys.
3: <laughs> we have we have we have one jam on that bracket right now. That as as you and I have discussed, will probably yes. fall off by midsummer if it's a good year of goose. But probably. we got to see Mexico is what four weeks away. We got to see what fish is going to do because I'm sure exactly. we're going to have a couple jams from that bracket if this Very bracket much is any indication.
0: Yes, very, mu- very, very much looking forward to that. And don't forget to get involved in the voting of the bracket starting Monday, January 30th, which is incidentally the day this podcast comes out. So get involved with the voting over on the fish.net forum. You will see the thread. Super, super easy. Thank you to anybody who's made it this far, obviously, in the in the very long episodes. I like to give a shout out to anybody who's still listening to uh, this podcast. We appreciate you. You win a prize. The prize is you get to participate in this bracket, knowing that you listened to the entire podcast about it.
3: That's a good prize. Crazy. We gave we gave good bad opinions. We this we did. is this, is, this is, did. is two and a half hours of good bad opinions. Exactly. Thank you, Ryan, for hosting us. Justin, it is always a pleasure to talk to you and I can't wait for what well, we've got nine months to go, I think, until we get to hang out again in the greatest soccer stadium in
2: America. Can't wait. Wouldn't wouldn't be Kansas if we weren't washing fish in labor over Labor Day weekend somewhere <laughs> east of Denver. I'm pumped. Awesome. All right, and thank you. Thank you so much for
0: listening to this episode. We Move through stormy weather. Have a fantastic day. See you next
3: time.
4: Hi, I'm Dave Gebro. I threw my career as a licensed hearing instrument specialist in the trash, sold my house, and created the ultimate music obsessives podcast, Discog Graffiti. Each episode of Discography features an eclectic and wide-ranging slew of cool musicians doing long-form, deep-dive interviews in which we rate either their favorite band's output or their own from zero to five stars. From Mike Watt raiding the Minutemen To Terry Kirkman from the Association Bob Nastanovich on Pavement Bob Forrest on the Band Bob Mayer on the Replacements And Lou Barlow on the Zombies Each new guest swings a hard left Into an area you either had no idea You needed to know about Or know all about And can't believe you're not alone out there Coming up, here's who we've got on the program The Lemon Twigs Robert Schneider from the Apples and Stereo The Dedrick Siblings from the Free Design Joel Self on mother-murdering superstar drummer Jim Gordon and a record-breaking 20-hour interview with the great Michelle Phillips about the mamas and the papas. You're not going to want to miss it because there's nothing quite like it. Don't let your youth go to waste, lads and ladies. Discog graffiti. Subscribe.
1: Hey, everyone. It's Cam Hurt, host of the Best Show
3: Ever podcast, and we have got a second season coming out very soon that I am very excited about.